Good evening, and welcome to the Knights of Nerditude. Uh, this is John, hosting for a change. Yeah, this is weird. Uh, we're, gonna, we're doing it a little differently, folks. Uh, if you can't tell, we're not on Skype. We are sitting in uh, Podcaster Sean's beautiful new backyard. Ah, yes. And around a cozy fire. Uh, Chris is not here, though Sam and Sean are. Sam, where is Chris? Chris, uh, he... Somehow gained the power of uh, omniscience, and now he controls an entire small town out in the Midwest. Okay, that was omnipotent, by the way. Omniscient is <laughs> yeah, all knowing. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's what Gonzo says at the beginning of Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> I mean, technically, he is uh, omnipotent. True. Okay. Well, we <laughs> this is if if you couldn't tell by Sam's uh, reference there, we're gonna do a little bit of a special episode. Uh, no Fast and Furious this week. Uh, Vin, Vin Diesel had to cancel on us. so <laughs> He's too busy. Uh, right. So stay tuned possibly next week for Six Fast, Six Furious, or maybe the week after. We don't know. Six Fast? You mean seven. Seven. Oh, wow. Seven. We're already on seven. All right. Anyways. This is going well. All right. So <laughs> this week we're doing a special, what do we call these, fight nights? Yeah. Uh, we're going to do essentially a bracket of our favorite Twilight Zone episodes. And I think we're doing this in part because... Uh, Sci-Fi Channel still does, I believe, right? Yeah. They do the biannual uh, marathons on essentially equally split throughout the year, New Year's Eve and July 4th. So mm. in honor of that coming up, we figure we would uh, revisit some of our favorite, some of our uh, favorite episodes uh, of the Twilight Zone to figure out what's, what's our best, what's our, what's our night's, uh, certified noble i think i'm the only one that uses that one but yeah, yeah i anyway. like it. Yeah. all right so yeah certified yeah. noble sure. and by the way we're, we're outside here so there might be some ambient noise which we just had to cancel or cut it for some uh possible air raid it's the twilight yeah, zone so we're very uh you never know oh thank god i have the shelter you guys have shelters too right <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> all right well so what we figured we would do is try to like consolidate to 16 couldn't do that so we're gonna have a little bit of a play in here yeah all right a couple ground rules right. well i guess we're just figuring out what's the best slash our favorite probably more of the latter than the former okay um but i think the big thing is that w these episodes are like impossible to talk about without spoilers yes. though we're not exactly doing you know 20 minute long discussions on each um, we'll give you a little bit of a, you know, background of what it is. Cause you know, the episode names sometimes are indicative, but other times you're like, Oh yeah, that one. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll give you a little bit of a rundown, but we're almost certainly going to have to talk about the twists. Yeah. Especially so, since like the twist is kind of what makes the episode. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's hard to be like, well, uh, he gets his daughter a doll. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, that's it. Like, imagine <laughs> talking about f the Fast and Furious franchise without talking about the cars. Yeah, it's pretty much that. Yeah, pretty much that. It, or like talking about the last one we talked about and not mentioning the tank. <laughs> yeah, right. Did we do that? No, you, we yeah, mentioned the tank. Oh, okay. about the tank. We mentioned. It was the a tank. big tank. I don't know if you saw. It. <laughs> yeah. It was a big tank. Don't worry. It comes up again in the next one. Not a lot of tanks in Twilight Zone. But. Fellas, for and we'll we'll take a picture of this and I don't know share this somehow maybe. <laughs> All right, so we got a little play-in tournament here. Um, here's the first two. We have long distance call, All right. which is um, the one. 
Do you want me to take it? Yeah, we should probably alternate. Yeah. All right. So, long distance call is the episode where a uh, a grandmother passes away, and the young boy, her grandson, starts pretending to get phone calls from grandma on his toy phone. Right. And then, eventually, dad gets sick of it, picks up the phone, and grandma is on the line, and it's super creepy. And like, yeah. yeah, it's it's a scary one. Like, this isn't one of those cool twists. It's a oh crap kind of twist. So, doesn't she have like a creepy voice? Yeah, too? yeah. She's like Eastern European, and yeah, it's creepy. It's it's a terrifying episode. Now, I think it's a gift too, right? That she got him. Yeah, she got him the the, the toy phone before. And like, oh, you can always call me on this whenever I'm gone. And right. Then, and, okay, so this is going up against The Hunt, Sam. which is kind of a controversial inclusion here. But, Sam, what uh, what do you like about, or what is this episode, and so, what does it mean to you? So, The Hunt is about this, like, I, 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 no no dispersions cast on this guy, but he's a help, Billy. <laughs> you know, he's just some uh, backwoods son of the soil, he might call it. Son of the soil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's out there with his uh, coon hound, and he's... Uh, Named Rip. <laughs> you look that up okay and uh he's walking along a fence comes across a guy who's like yeah by the way you're dead now and this is heaven so come on in and he's like oh let me let me take my dog with him and he's like no you can't take your dog with you you know dogs go to some other heaven you know this is people heaven this is big guy heaven <laughs> <laughs> reference only we will get yeah <laughs> yep. but uh so he's like no I, I can't i it's not heaven without my dog i'll yes i'll just stay out here and he keeps walking along the fence and come to find out he comes to another guy and he's like uh yeah that was the devil and he's trying to trick you to get into uh hell and of course your dog's welcome welcome in heaven that's also literally the whole episode but yeah. there's part of it it's just i don't know it just it works man yeah, like it's it's hard to explain to you why that's like such an interesting episode, but like at the same time it's like I just really enjoy the message of of course dogs go to heaven. Right. Like, like that's really the point. There's not really a point to it otherwise. Like it's like of course heaven is what you want it to be and he wants his dog in heaven. Yeah. So yeah. It's it's an, reminds me of a another like heaven one where it's I forget the name of it, but it's the uh the guy who's like the thief who dies and goes to heaven and everything keeps going right but he stops enjoying everything and the twist in the end is he's actually in hell yeah because it's that that's a good twist man that that was a good twist i forget what the name of that one oh god i just looked it up too i forget but like they don't even mention hell it's just i remember the line being like oh sir this is in heaven Mm. it's like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) there's I don't know if we could ever make, like, this is how we're going to score them and, like, then figure out this is the best. But I feel like the twist is, like, what, 40% of the episode at least? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it I would even say more than yeah, that, it, especially for Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's like at least 60% because, like, it can be a dull episode and then there there's that one twist and you're like, oh, crap, everything right. makes sense now. Yeah, the thing I like about Twilight Zone episodes is there are so many that, like, you watch the first, you know, 20 of 22 minutes, and you're like, okay, and then the last two minutes just kill it. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's literally like some guy just had an idea and they were just trying to like throw, you know, yeah. throw the rest of it together, put Burgess Meredith in it and just roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we do have to figure out a winner here because we can't spend forever on, on right. these. So any thoughts? Sean really didn't want to include the hunt and it's not really a remarkable episode. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I, I've probably seen it once. Right. That's, that's the issue, honestly, with me. Um, I mean, it's got a great message and everything, but based on what it's going up against, that's creepy ass twist with the grandma on the phone. I mean, that that's why I'm I'm my, going with the uh, my long only thing call. is that like I remember the hunt. You guys had to remind me of uh, the long distance call. See, the long distance call to me stands out for two reasons. One. It's one of the ones they don't film on actual film. They do it on tape or whatever, so it looks weird, and you're like, what the fuck? What's oh, yeah, going yeah. on here? Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, By the way, if you didn't know, this was like, this is incredibly early television. This oh, started yeah. in, what, like 59, 58, 59? Yeah. This is like when television was like, they were still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, well, and there definitely hadn't been anything like this at all before. Yeah. Like, there was a I, lot of, like, soap operas and, like, simplicity, you know? Yeah. Like, you, I, didn't I, go, I, you didn't watch TV to, like, think. I still kind of feel like this is, uh, if not the best, it is one of the best written shows of all of time. Of all time, yes. I agree. It is, although I think what will mire it a little bit, and it's not tr- strictly their fault because it's just how TV definitely was back then. I mean, mm. still is to a certain extent today. But, I mean, there's, like, 150 episodes, and there's, like, 50 that are, like, totally forgettable if not like a hundred that are totally forgettable yeah um but no i i would say this this is definitely like up in the pantheon i'm gonna give it to long distance call as much as i like the other one i think the the creepy grandma and the kid runs out into the street right yeah something like that to be with grandma because she's like trying to get the kid to join her oh yeah yeah Yeah. and the kid is like between the two episodes i think it's only two he might be in another one as well but like he is in this one and another one we'll talk about today. Um, so, yeah, ki- prolific kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the kid even tries drowning himself, like jumping in the water. Yeah, he does. They have like a little fountain or something, yeah. or, like a pool or something. So, yeah, no, this is definitely a cr- one of the creepier episodes. Is it like, doesn't he pick up the father, pick up the phone? He's like, he's just a child. Yeah. Yeah. He has his life ahead of him. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Yeah. I, I like all the episodes where they try to, like, reason with this, like, supernatural force. <laughs> and you know what? Works sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> There's no real, like, super nihilistic episodes of, like, F it, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if it's today, it's, like, it's like all those episodes. But, all right. So, we'll we'll say long distance long call. Long distance call moves on. First winner of the bracket. This is, this is going to, well... All right, this is an interesting matchup. So okay. we've got the hitchhiker, yep. which is about a hitchhiker. Do you guys want to just do the episode? Because I think you've definitely seen more than me. Yeah. All um, right. Do you want to get this one? So the hitchhiker is a woman who's traveling across the country, and she keeps seeing a hitchhiker. It's just this guy standing on the side of the road. Thumb out. Thumb out. And she it keeps driving her crazy. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I forget what the twist is at the end. Isn't she dead? She's dead. She's, she's yeah. dead. She's dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, like, he's trying to convince her that she's dead or yeah, something. Yeah, like, he's, I think he's uh, death. There's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's there's a good chance the twist is, like, one of the two people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's yeah. half of them. Yeah. And, like, as as, like 
predictable that is, it like always works in the show. Oh, always. Actually, you know what? That's kind of like a nihilistic one of like, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Sorry. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Ain't doing anything here, man. Um, What's that going up against? That's going up against Night of the Meek. Night of the Meek. Which, which does not sound at all like the Christmas episode. No, it is a Christmas episode where it's basically a drunk mall Santa gets fired on Christmas. He gets fired by Piglet. <laughs> yeah, by Piglet. Yeah, the guy who does the voice of Piglet in the Winnie the Pooh show. Such a movie. nice guy. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so he gets fired by him, and he's, like, down on his luck, and then he comes across, like, a magic sack that just has all these gifts in it, and he basically it, It's like a Santa. burlap sack. Yeah. All right, calm down. <laughs> I wasn't it's my magic sack. <laughs> All, All the goodies things. in Santa's sack. <laughs> so, yeah. So, th- he, he starts handing out a bunch of presents to everyone. And, and basically... And, like, the one thing in the world he's always wanted yeah. is just to make people happy. Right. And that, that was his gift. And, but uh, the twist in the end, he, the, yeah. the sack runs out of gifts. Yeah. And he's, like, all distraught. He's like, oh, yeah, this sucks. And he walks into an alley, and there's Santa's sleigh yeah. with an elf. Being like, come on, Santa, let's yeah. go. So and he's, he's like, like, boom, he's Santa. He's Santa now. Which Wait, is he, he is Santa or was Santa the whole time? He, he is, is Santa, Santa now. Yeah. Because he just oh. that's all he wanted to be. Yeah, that was his gift. Oh, okay. like every he every like didn't matter. He was like, You want a present? Here it is. And they're like, Oh, this it's is ex- exactly what yeah. I wanted. So his gift was to make people happy. Yeah, which like, is become Santa. Piglet okay. had like his was like malt liquor or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> It's funny because, like, we could sit here and do, like, the twist for, like, all permutations of, like, what the, like, Christmas episode is. But, like, well, Christmas is when you make it. Like, that's one. <laughs> or, like, um, you know, happiness trumps all. I don't know. But, anyway. What, okay, so what. what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the meek on this one simply mm-hmm. because I love this episode because it's one of the rare ones where it has, like, a genuinely happy ending. I agree. Like, uh, they usually have a dark ending to them. This one is, like, it, you leave this and you feel genuine, genuinely happy. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, The Hitchhiker, it's, fi- it's tough to find a darker ending than that one. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we're going to have a lot of darkness in this one. <laughs> it's like, let's play the Sicario soundtrack and just, like, roll into it. Like, I, I can only think of one other on this list that we have that has a happy ending. And even that one's a little dark. Right. <laughs> Um, this is just like it's purely a happy ending. Fair enough. I I would probably say that the only thing with the Hitchhiker too, it is like, a, and I don't know which predates what. It is a little bit of like a psycho ripoff. At least it feels that way. I guess yeah, like where it's, you know she's like driving. the first part of Psycho, not, yeah, not yeah, yeah, like just... the parts people remember. <laughs> yeah, no, the so with the the Hitchhiker, it's definitely creepy. Uh, the whole time, it's definitely and a the guy is episode. creepy. Yeah, the hitchhiker guy is very sc- creepy. And he's just standing there. He's just like yeah. he's standing there with like a floppy hat and right. stuff. Yeah, and not some really creepy. menacing in any way, shape, or form. Just his presence is, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I, I, I do have to say, Sam, I do agree with you because I, I, I this was one of the ones where, like, I would have had to fight a fight to get this one on the list uh, to stay if we had to cut any more. So. I, I'm going with uh, night. It was Night of the Meek. Yeah, I gotta like, go it's with just that a one. happy ending, and that's like 
it's something you kind of it's rare in in the twilight zone so it's like it's nice to get and it's like it's a it's a solid happy ending yeah you know it's like it's not like sicky sweet kind of happy ending because he's still like he's still down on his luck drunk yeah like it's not like you know this is like all happy Mm. and he gets accused of stealing all the gifts yeah but like it's like you know what sometimes if you just wish hard enough things come true all right, well, I don't want to do the play in all one shot because we got – we'll just be weird to keep talking about the same ones. All right. So let's let's go to the top of our bracket here. So we, we didn't, you know, really rank these in any way, shape, yeah, these or These were rando. These are just totally randomized. So here we go. Okay. First first two matchups here. The Invaders. All right. And Penny for your thoughts. All right. So The Invaders is about a woman – Living alone in her house. This chick. <laughs> let listen. me tell you. Um, then all of a sudden, these little robot guys come out of nowhere and start pestering, pestering her. They all look like Robbie the robot. Yeah, they're all like Robbie the robot things. Because like every robot in the fifties looked like Robbie well, the robot. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what happens is they attack her and everything, and she like she's getting bothered and whatnot. And I mean. By little, I mean these guys are like what, six inches tall. By little, they are literally toy figurines in yes. the show. Yes, show um, did not have the best production value, you, you but know, like all right for 1950s. You know I think it's credible this? though. Like yeah. it looks fine. Yeah. yeah. What I'll give this episode though is when she gets shot, she starts getting like welts on her face. Mm-hmm. Like the, the attention to detail, like that, is incredible. But the twist about it is this whole time you're thinking, here's this woman probably out on the prairie somewhere in the 1800s, living alone, getting attacked by aliens. At the end, she finds their alien spaceship in her attic, beats the living crap out of it, destroys it, and the last thing you hear is an SOS call from to the U.S. Uh, like uh, Yeah, written space. on, on the spa- yeah, spaceship a, is United States Air Force. Yeah, so it's like, boom, these were humans on an and alien they're like, planet. They're, we found all these gigantic aliens. <laughs> Do not approach this planet. Yeah. They are very hostile. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, like, the big twist is that these invaders were humans the whole time from the United States. Really, you know, changes your perspective. Which is, yeah. like, what this show does best is just, like, switching up your perspective. Oh, yeah. Like, half of the episodes are that. <laughs> You're right. And that's, like incredibly valuable especially given the time that it was you know on to um where you know well we don't really need to go into that too yeah. much but i think it like speaks for itself you know late 50s early 60s so anyway sam do you so want to talk about uh penny for your thoughts penny for your so thoughts penny for the thoughts is this uh all uh, this uh, normal guy who works at a bank right yeah he works at a bank mm-hmm. yep and uh you're gonna he, say it's the dick york the i dream a genie guy yeah. Oh no. Wait. Was that yeah. Dreamy? No, yeah. Bewitched. Uh, or no, it was Bewitched. Yeah. Sorry. The they bewitched, they came yeah. on back to back at one point <laughs> in my childhood, so the same show. <laughs> but uh, he uh, is buying a newspaper, right? And he flips a coin into the box, like a like a penny or qu- quarter or whatever. Probably a penny. I would guess a penny. Yeah, I would guess. But like, I seem to remember it being bigger than a penny. It's but probably because. Penny for your thoughts is the saying. Right. Also, so. when is a newspaper costing a penny in like exactly. the 50s? Yeah. Probably, probably like a nickel or something or mm. a quarter. 
But uh, he flips it into the box, and it does that rare thing. It lands on its side. Yeah. You know, which is technically possible, but never happens. Uh, so he's like, wow, that's weird. Like, of course, the, the newsy guy has, like, a thick Brooklyn accent. Uh, but uh, he starts going about his day, and he learns because of that, he has now ha- gained the ability to hear other people's thoughts. And he starts probing into other people's lives and stuff. At one point, he's, like, doing a loan thing for a guy who's like, yes, I'm going to totally fake this thing and steal money from the bank. Or I forget what exactly But then he's, was. like, joking or something. Yeah, he's it, like, it's, yeah, it's it'd be one a of, fun idea. Yeah. Like, what? One of, the, uh, one of the his coworkers was like, I'm just going to go into that vault. I'm going to take all the money and I'm going to leave. Yeah, he was just having a daydream about like yeah, basically, sticking yeah. it to the man and everyone, stealing all the money. Yeah. Everyone who's ever had a job has thought, oh man, if I could only just burn this place to the ground. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so that's basically My problems will be over. Yeah. So that's the thoughts he was having, but... The, and it starts to torment him yeah. because like he realizes you really shouldn't listen to other people's thoughts, but he mm. can't control this. And at the end of the day, he finally makes it back to that newsy guy, accidentally bumps the table, and, and then the quarter knocks over. And newsy guy's like, oh, man, I had that day all day. Yeah. Brooklyn Dodgers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, what's my mom going to say about this? <laughs> hey, yeah, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this show does have, like... I can't remember any like legit offensive ones off the top of my head, but I'll just say this: beautiful stereotypes. <laughs> like everybody's just like you know, like there's no. I mean, it's it's a thirty minute you know. It, yeah. I can't think of the word for it, but it, it's of, a new story every week. So like you got to like cut corners. I'll, you know? I'll, I'll back you up on this, John. This show is beautifully simplistic. Yeah, like the the writing is amazing, but it's it is simple writing, but it's like done beautifully. Because I think yeah. there's. There isn't like a single plot that has actual complexity to it. Like yeah, they're it's all very sto- straightforward. But. Yeah, there's all they're all stories you've heard before in some form or fashion, and maybe they have the set dressing of the supernatural or science fiction. Yeah, but it's otherwise like relatable and transferable. Yeah. Except the one where it's like, yeah, he's a Martian. <laughs> okay, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was the thing about Rod Sterling was he actually started his career as a TV writer not writing science fiction or, like, horror. But, like, he eventually started reading some of the, like, classic, uh, now classic science fiction writers. And he realized, I could write about a lot more serious stuff and get it on television because this is the time yeah. television did not want to deal with serious stuff. But if I dress it up as science fiction or horror, I could get away with it. Yeah, that's, you know, a big thing like Star Trek was like kind of the same way, the original Mm. series, you know? Like it was just, it wasn't, you know, science fiction like we think of like when we say like 2001 or, although, you know, even then, like I think good sci-fi asked the big questions, but this is like that on like a much smaller scale. These are more like just fables, you know? Like they're, they're not like, you know, you know pondering our existence or whatever <laughs> i think a couple might actually but yeah. you know they're just little you know yeah i think fable's probably the best you know modern day comparison so uh so which one wins i'm you know what i'm gonna have to go with uh, penny for your thoughts on this one because like uh the invaders i don't know i feel like that like 
that twist doesn't exactly live up to it. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, so they were just humans. Yeah. That's the one where eh. the, the twist is just there. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, but it's not. It, yeah, really. it's a little interesting, but at the same time, it's like, especially if you've watched the show before, it's like you kind of get a little jaded to that, like, like you expect something bigger than that. Yeah. Or it's just like, well, like anywhere else that would be a good twist on the show. I don't know if that works. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I do like too. Like, if you watch the show, there are no words spoken in the entire show until the broadcast at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's that's the cool part. That it. is that is a cool part. I'm gonna go with Penny for your yeah. thoughts. I would have gone with the Invaders, but all right. Ooh, oh man, we got a good one. The random. <laughs> okay. So we've got It's going to have to happen eventually Okay so the next matchup We have Monsters are due on Maple Street Okay And to serve man So Those are two good ones Obviously if you've never seen To serve man Yeah talk about One the one that's only a twist Yeah Like (laughs) Everyone knows the same It's a cookbook Like Just Aliens come down to the earth promising gifts to mankind. And, and they deliver. They give, like, oh, all yeah. these special gifts, yeah. and they bring peace to humanity. Yeah. And, and then they're like, hey, you guys want to check out our home planet? Yeah, it's even like, better. They're like, sure, but this whole time these people are, like, r- trying to de- decipher their language from a yeah, book. Yeah, these code breakers yeah. are trying to like, decipher the language of a book they left. And then, like, eventually <laughs> one's like, well, the spaceship's leaving, so I'm going to go. And as they're like, as he's leaving, the other code breaker finally breaks it, comes up, it's like, it's a cookbook. To serve man is a cookbook. And he's like, what? And then it gets forced onto the spaceship, and it's just him like, well. Yeah, he's narrating me. the whole story, yeah. and it's like him on the ship, and he's like, yep, I'm going to get eaten. Yeah. Which, like, speaking of, like, nihilistic endings. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. up. Was that the one you were talking about? Because uh, uh, no. that one's up there. That's pretty, okay. Yeah. So it, 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 it that is definitely a nihilistic ending. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that's like, well, I might as well enjoy before I get yeah. eaten. Like, yeah. well, which, I like, little known fact about this, it's got Jaws in it. Yeah, Jaws from the... Uh, from 007, the guy with the big metal teeth. He's he's one of the aliens. And Ega. Is he is yeah. he the actual? Is yeah, he, yeah. Is he the main guy? Yeah, yeah he's the main guy. He's I, the main guy. Richard I believe Keel. he like plays yeah. all the aliens because I think all the aliens look the same. Yeah, he's. Which like he's like a perfect huge casting, human being, and yeah, they look so freaking creepy. Yeah, it's it's giant, like yeah, like man. they look creepy, but at the same time trustworthy, which yeah. is like works so well. Because well, creepy, they, but not threatening. They speak. Yeah through telepathy too yeah. like they speak into your head so like they don't actually talk so it's like right you know and they're bringing all these gifts for mankind so um yeah that and one's then, okay and then yeah and then you want to hop into monsters yeah uh we got the monsters are due on maple street uh which like speaking of writing about things that television didn't want to touch so you just make it a uh science fiction story and they'll totally touch it now commies uh yeah this isn't about like the red scare at all i don't know what people are talking about well it might specifically translate to the red scare but it's i mean it's about mobs and yeah yeah, it's about mob mentality so there's this neighborhood maple street and uh Beautiful any town suburban USA. America. Yeah, any town USA. 
and all of a sudden the power goes out. But some people still have their power. And it kind of keeps turning on and off randomly. And everybody starts accusing each other of, like, they're in cahoots with whoever is showing up. Like, like oh, you're the one behind all this power turning off. And then this random stranger shows up. So they shoot him. And it turns out he's the electrician come to fix their power. So he was no one uh, intimidating. And the neighborhood descends into chaos. And they start uh, turning on each other. And in what is one of the best twists ever we pan out and it's these two aliens sitting on a uh, hill overlooking them and one alien turns to the other and says see we don't have to worry about them they'll just destroy themselves anyways and can i say this what separates this for me the most is that it yeah it is a twist and it's a perfect crystallization of the episode but like it doesn't create it doesn't like i don't want to say it doesn't add to it but it's not like this episode is like relying on this like you can kind of see the message coming yeah you can see it coming but it like really hammers in the point right um it's like the aliens were the reason it got on television right see it's just aliens doing yeah yeah like like by putting the aliens on uh you know tv execs were like yeah this this is totally vanilla enough for us yeah i can see like a like a test audience and then being like, yeah, so what'd you think? And the guy's like, yeah, screw the aliens, man. (laughs) (laughs) We got to, we got to protect ourselves. Um, (laughs) That one's great. Like I, I mean, I think I read that or that was like a, we did like a play of that in like middle school or something like that. Or like that was like a reading assignment to do that one. Mm -hmm. Cause I think it, it maybe was adapted from a play or something. Um. Yeah, that's. I mean, like the Crucible is about the same thing, but like, right. Oh yeah, I mean they're all they're all un, the same. Unlike thing. you know, just no aliens. Yeah. Right. But just. <laughs> but maybe. Witches. Um. That's a classic, and that one is very much. Uh, it could be today. Or it could be yeah. you know. Yeah, it, it always works. Yeah, yeah. It, it will always work. Um. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm going with the monsters. On Maple Street, that that's the, my pick. I mean, to serve man is such a classic, but I feel like it's it's been not that it's been overplayed, but it like in my head, it's just like I get it. It's a cookbook. I get it. Yes, like, I, I I've get, heard it enough. I like, get, like it's so I, I, tough I, I to don't want I don't want to downplay no, to serve man because no, it's, it's so yeah. good. But, but the twist is a little hacky. It is a little hacky, and yeah. like that's kind of all that it has. Yeah. Whereas uh, the monsters that do got, on Maple Street, yeah. like genuinely everything up to the twist is actually pretty good. Yeah. Like the neighbors turning on each other is like really well. And done. everybody's so like like we talk about like you know everyone's like a stereotype in these. It's like everybody's so like folksy and nice, but yeah. it just like melts away so quickly yeah. oh, yeah. as soon as the unexplainable happens. And people just go mad from like being unable to, you know, explain, explain what's going on. Yeah, they're grasping at straws, trying to find yeah. some kind of connection. Also, to serve man, like the guy just leaves the book. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> this is like this is like our total recall discussion. Like, yes, we're super intelligent beings uh, capable of solving the Earth's ills, but we just but. leave the book. <laughs> 
We just leave the like cookbook. <laughs> Why did we even bring that? <laughs> Who took it out of the mess? Hall? Like, did we think we were gonna eat him there? <laughs> <laughs> and how do they know how to serve? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they just met us. Like, do they garnish us with garlic? They don't know. Right. Drawn butter. Space garlic, maybe? <laughs> Space garlic. Goes with everything. <laughs> All right. So monsters are doing Maple Street. Monsters are right. yeah. yeah. Next matchup. Nightmare at 12,000 feet. 20. Tw- sorry. <laughs> 20,000 feet. <laughs> well, 12,000 doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> oh, God. It's really low. <laughs> or uh, I shot an arrow into the air. All right. Or is it sky? Air. Air. It's air. Um, Why don't you take arrow? I'll take the arrow one. So I shot an arrow into the air. Uh, It it follows three astronauts who are attempting to land on an asteroid. And they crash land. uh, And they basically, like, all blank out. They don't remember what happens. They just know their crash land on this desert plain um little water little food can't con- uh can't contact uh space command or whatever they call it um Star command so they're wandering through the desert as their supplies slowly run out over time and then madness takes over and they start turning on each other and they end up um all of them turn on each other, and one ends up surviving. He ends up, uh, the other two end up dying. Um, and he starts wandering off and then climbs over a hill. And at the bottom of the hill, you just see telephone lines and a sign that says Reno, Nevada, 96 miles that way. And he realizes we're not on the asteroid. We were on Earth all along. Oh, my God, it was Earth all oh. along. Um, so if that sounds familiar. Right. <laughs> um, so with Rod Serling being the creator of The Twilight Zone and being credited to uh, to writing, he actually didn't come up with this idea. It was actually some random woman at a party gave him the idea. She actually has writing credits on this episode, and he actually paid her $500 on the spot for the plot. For the plot idea, um, but I mean, there there is something we do have to kind of talk about at some point with with a lot of these. A lot yeah. of these are like stuff you just come up with after a couple, or oh, you yeah. know, a little too early but timeline. But like, you the, know, maybe smoking a little. The big <laughs> thing about this episode is that the twist at the end was kind of rehashed for the sci-fi classic. Spoiler, if you haven't seen it, uh, Planet of the Apes. Where you it was blew it up. Um, Damn you all to hell. Pretty much the same ending. It's just that one has ape people and this one has also like lines. 100% more Heston. That's true. Well, and there's the time travel aspect. Yeah. yeah well, and there's no I monkeys guess. in the other one. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> we don't get that great shot of uh, it turned into a gif of uh, Heston laughing and then it just pans up to the sun. <laughs> Which is just like great shot, like it just completely out of context. It's even great. Yeah, is that from the end? No, no, no. no it's the very beginning because yeah. it's like after they crash. I forget why he's laughing, but he's just like standing there, he's like, ah, ha, 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 and the, like it pans up and just shoots at the sun. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why I think that great. That's great, but I, I just love either, the but, shot. Um, but yeah, so it it is a classic episode with a classic twist that was reused for a classic movie. Um, both once again, if you don't know, Planet of the Apes was written by Rod Serling, so he just reused his own twist. Um, so that's why I I fought for this one to be on the list because of how classic of an episode this is even though you guys don't remember ever watching it <laughs> so what, what is the other episode uh terror at uh oh, 20,000 yeah. feet there you go so terror at 20,000 feet first of all big See, big I'm, selling point it's got shatner in so it. you should describe it like you're shatner from here on out so i'm on this flight <laughs> and i look out the window I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, the whole it's a time. horrible Shatner, but it was still funny. I like I can't do that the whole time. <laughs> so Shatner's on a flight, and uh, he looks out the window at the wing. Shatner on a plane, and uh, like I'm just thinking of snakes on the plane, but it's Shatner, <laughs> <laughs> right? He's just like you open up the overhead, and it's just like he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> you open up another one, he's in that one too. Yeah. <laughs> was it the Priceline negotiator? Like, oh, sh-. just open it up, and it's. Spa, spa, spa. Anyways, bones, <laughs> bones. Uh, so, anyways, Boston legal. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, anyways, he's on this flight. He looks out at the wing, and he sees a gremlin out there, and it's tearing up the wing. And just tearing up that way. He's just, <laughs> he's just tearing it up, man. Uh, and just nobody believes him. Yeah, yeah, nobody believes him. They keep thinking he's crazy. Uh, he keeps seeing it tearing up the wing, and he's like, we're going to crash. Uh. And eventually, he just, he, he's like, for some reason, they don't move him. He's at, like, an emergency window. So he just opens up the window. I thought he doesn't he have a gun. No, he or, grabs the air marshal's gun. Oh, okay. oh is that it? Yeah. Okay, he grabs right. his gun. I think I might be getting slightly confused with the Simpsons episode. Yes, but by the, by the way, uh, just for all those listening, if you've never watched the Twilight Zone, but every episode that we're describing sounds familiar, it's because the Simpsons parody par- did it. Likely as a treehouse of horror. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How so, many? Just the one so far. So far, it's this. Did one. they do to serve man? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, with the, the aliens. One. That the was first like one the f- first Treehouse of Horror. No, second. second? Oh yeah, because they keep like they, they keep they blowing off the dust. Yeah. <laughs> no more space dust. To <laughs> <laughs> serve forty humans. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but uh, he like shoots out the window and he like manages to shoot the gremlin. The gremlin gets uh, knocked off the wing, and he's getting carted off. Yeah, they're like, he's uh, crazy. He's a crazy man. He's like, you got to believe me. There was a gremlin on the week. I don't know why I did that accent for yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, it happened. I mean, well, like, you know, gremlin on the plane, it happens. You yeah, know? yeah. We've all he, been there. He's getting carted off, and they pan out, and they get a shot of the wing, and you see the wing torn up where yeah. the gremlin was tearing it up. So he was right. There was, was a gremlin right the on the way. Or is he an unreliable narrator? I don't know that like <laughs> I know that it, it never it, it doesn't get that deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, this is like all based off of just like vernacular pilots use, yeah. where like 
if something unexplained happens in the air, they just call it a gremlin. Yeah. So, like, Rod Sterling ran with that and was like, what if they're real gremlins? I mean, there's a Bugs Bunny episode with a gremlin (laughs) where they're on an airplane and they're about to crash and then they run out of gas and don't crash. Which, like, this has a great shot in it. Just, like, one great shot. And that's where, like, Shatner's sitting there. Oh, and he opens the and window. And he's just, like, really panicked. And he just opens up the win- uh, window. And the gremlin's right like there. the face. And yeah. it's so, like, you know, <laughs> we got to talk about the costumes and okay. stuff in the show right. at some point. So, the only thing for me that hurts this episode is the gremlin. It looks so dumb, yeah, dude. It looks it's like a little <laughs> fuzzball, like giant cotton ball with a weird face. And like it's not menacing teeth at all. And yeah. like. like it's so dumb looking. But like, yeah. damn but it, if that shot that doesn't shot. work. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that 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 shot is creepy, but imagine a better gremlin in that <laughs> shot. Like that would be even creepier. Or imagine if it was a T-Rex when you were in a park <laughs> for dinosaurs. Or imagine he did it and it was Spock. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, <laughs> you will always be my friend. It's <laughs> like that scene from Breathicon. <laughs> he was the most gremlin. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, Shatter, dude. Like, so this one won, right? Like, I'm going to admit, like, at least 10% of the reason why I like this, it's got Shatner in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's a classic episode. Everyone knows it. Um, Probably the most widely known. Yeah. And, like... <sighs> a good, you know, it's it's been on The Simpsons. I, I, I feel like... Like, uh, Johnny Bravo parodied this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a clown on the wing. There's a clown on the wing. <laughs> For, it's like a balancing yeah, act for the wings. Like, balance the wings. Oh man, Johnny Bravo was a great show. Like when Johnny Bravo oh, yeah. parodies oh, you, yeah. this is a classic episode. Right. Yeah. So uh, it was going up against. What did uh, we say? I shot, shot an, an arrow, arrow into, into the, the air. air. I think. Well, Sam, what's what's your choice? Uh, I'm gonna go with shot an arrow in the air. No, I, I gotta go with uh, twenty thousand feet. <laughs> gotta go with Shatner. I will as well. Yeah. So. Here's the next matchup we've got here. Oh, boy. Eye of the Beholder, okay. Living Doll, right. and Ooh. Living Doll. You go with I, I will go with Doll. Okay. Eye of the Beholder is a story uh, about a car crash victim. She is uh, in the hospital, all bandaged up. And uh, she um, she's told she is hide- hideously scarred. And by the way, this whole time, you're not actually seeing anyone's faces. And they finally remove the the bandage, and she's a beautiful woman underneath. And you pan out, and you see the nurse and the doctor, and they're ugly as fuck. In fact, they kind of look like the gremlin. <laughs> with, with less cotton. Yeah, with less cotton. <laughs> they have the gremlin's face, which, like, they reuse that face a lot mm-hmm. in the show. Now, isn't that the face with the masks? Yeah, it is also the okay. Because yeah. it's so the same. Okay, because I've seen it's that. Basically, the same. I was yeah. doing a little research, looking up best ones, and I feel like I kept seeing that face like over. Yeah. And over oh yeah, and yeah. And that it, face is like all over the place. <laughs> you watch like that's what the actual makeup artist looks like, or something. <laughs> <laughs> now that's your it's twist. Self portraits. <laughs> but uh, she freaks out and she runs through the halls of the hospital, and we actually get a shot of a, te- a television screen, and you kind of get a piece together that this is like some kind of dystopian world. 
where everybody's what they call perfect and mm-hmm. that's their vision of perfect is that ugly ass phase and in the end, because nobody stands out. Everybody nobody stands out, but at, but at the same time, they think that's beautiful, right? Uh, and they're they're also decrying ugliness. You know, yeah. we have to get rid of ugliness out of our society. And in the end, she uh, she caught, but like they told, she gets approached by another attractive man, and he says, "Listen, we run a commune outside, and for you know, <laughs> ugly people, because uh, we're so ugly." Uh, and you can come live with us. And if you can't get what the whole point of this episode, f- just from the name, is, is that beauty is in the eye of the whole beholder. It's like beauty, it's not something that is static. It will always change depending yeah. on who's, you know, judging it. And just be body positive. Yeah, just be body positive, all right? Yeah. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then uh, Living Doll. Is uh, the other one that this one's going up against. Which is definitely like, although I feel like people might call the other one the Gremlin episode, but this is one where it's like, when we talk about it, we never call it Living Doll. No, yeah, yeah it's it's always Talky Tina. You always refer to it as Talky Tina. Mm. This episode, guys. This is a creepy episode. Scarred me to this day. <laughs> yeah. I can't watch this episode. It's terrible terrifying i mean we talk about this show how well it's written and the sort of lessons and values it sort of puts forward other times though (laughs) it's just creepy man which like this actually has like i was speaking of like writing about stuff that you couldn't really get away this has like that kind of undercurrent thing in it Mm -hmm. it's about child abuse yeah because the father they're yeah. very oh, much implying, implying is a beating abusing. the girl yeah. and abusing the girl and, the, and doll. the doll is protecting her. Exactly. So yeah, oh, so it's about okay. a, a young girl who gets a doll named Taki Tina. It's one of those pull cord things and keeps saying, I'm Taki Tina and I love you. And then randomly the dad's alone with the doll and pulls the string and says, I'm Taki Tina and I don't like you. Yeah. Like, and then he pulls what? it again. It's, I'm, I'm Taki Tina and I'm going to kill you. And you're like... What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, and, and and then just the rest of the episode is the doll trying to kill the dad. And if that sounds kind of familiar, it's because Chucky from Child's Play yeah. relied heavily on this story, right? And so, that one episode of The Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you think your dirty socks are gonna <laughs> stop me? Well, <laughs> here's your problem. It was set on evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too because it's like. I don't remember that specific Simpsons episode. Like, I mean, like, I, I've seen it, but, like, I know exactly who the character is who does it. He's the, hey, this is what, right? Yeah. That yeah. guy? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, he gets it from, like, that, like, uh, that, like, like uh, magic shop yeah. that's, like, from Gremlins, I think. Yeah. We have some self-Royo. Yeah. That's good. The, do- the Froyo is cursed. No, no, no. Is it it uh, contains Benzio... Uh, something or other he's like that's bad <laughs> <laughs> can I go now <laughs> yeah. uh, that episode also starring uh, Telly Savalas which like we gotta talk about at some point here Twilight Zone just like an incredible array of like that guys yes. to like yeah. minor stars of yeah. the like, era like Shatner if it wasn't for Star Trek would have totally been one of those that guys yeah oh yeah, yeah. I mean really 
sans Star Trek he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but tough to look past. But, yeah, so this episode is, like I said, it scarred me for life. Um, dolls scare me to this episode. day. Mm. Um, it's just terrifying. And like, you forgot to mention, the doll does kill him in the end. Yes, yes. But it's like he steps on him uh, on, on her the stairs. And, and you're like, wait, how does the doll get there? Yeah. And you're like, they don't explain how the doll got yeah, there. So And it kills him. And you're like, because like the last time you see it, he's thrown it in the trash. Yeah, and then it's there. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, no, this is. Well, that's like twice, chance. right? That he uh, gets rid of the doll and it comes back. Yeah, didn't that happen before? Did that I don't know. People before? use that bit. A yeah, lot. that that and like you throw it away and it comes back. Um, yeah, but th- this this is to me. The scariest episode, and I still refuse to watch it to this day. It comes on, I'm like, and I'm good. I'll like, take the next half hour off. Really free, uh, like scary happens in it. It's yeah. just like that doll is so fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> dolls for me in general, from here on out, are just terrifying. I remember when I was in, I think I was like sixth grade or something like that. I had a sleepover with a bunch of friends, and we were too loud, so the mom was like, "You." You two guys go in this other room, and it was his sister's room, and she had a ton of dolls. And I'm just like, can't sleep. Dolls will kill me. Can't sleep. Dolls will kill me. Man, this episode is just full of Simpsons references. I know. Plan will eat me. Um, yeah. So like, I'm I'm not even like going anywhere. Like, Talkie Tina wins it for me. Like, yeah, it's got to be Talkie Tina. It's, it's got to be. Uh, I I I would not disagree. All right. Like, d- don't get me wrong. But Eye of the Beholder has a special place in my heart. Yeah. Like, I really like that episode. It is a good like, episode, but Takitina. against against Tina, man. Like, <sighs> all right, so let's let's uh, determine now who. So that was the left side of the bracket. Let's determine okay. who uh, wins the play in here. All right. So we've got a long distance call, Night of the Meek. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with Night of the Meek. I just really like that story. You know what? The grandma. Super creepy as that's, it is. Yeah, that that's for sure one that we just talked about. Like, it's yeah. it's way more creepy than like oh, yeah. psychologically stimulating. Right. Um, but that being said, the Night of the Meek does have a special place in my heart. Like it feel. stands out yeah, so it much. Definitely as stand, as like while we were going through these, uh, like trying to figure out this list, I was like, which one's the Santa one? Because like I remember that one. Yeah. That's such because you know it. Whereas and I don't know, think they really ever do. Like a Christmas episode, do they? There's a few Christmas episodes. Okay. Um, Maybe they the the rest were just. I don't, I don't. We might have another Christmas episode on this list. Yeah, um, we're talking about how you know sci-fi seems to play like if they play four like forty of these, like thirty of them are the same exact yes. ones each year, yeah. Yeah. and they almost never play the hour-long ones. Right, like there's a like 150 of these, and like you know. You gotta wait like to see like half. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess it's on CBS All Access and possibly still Netflix. TBD. Hundred yeah, percent sure on the Netflix, but yeah, I, I'd give it to Night of the Meek. All right. So Night of the Meek will go in to our play-in. So moving over to the other side of the bracket here, right. we've got oh, the Howling Man. In the shelter. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, man. I'm just going to say this. Howling Man is like my Duke. 
All right. Well, is well, what do you mean by your so Duke? talk talk about what is so the Howling Man, is uh, so it's about this hitchhiker hitchhiking through uh, Europe. For, yeah. Uh, was it after World War One? I? I think so. And sure. Uh, it's, it's yeah, he's a, too old for it to be World War Two. Yeah. Uh, comes across David Carradine. It <laughs> comes across David Carradine, who is so tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, he comes across this monastery in this like random European town. It's kind of off. He's get caught in a storm. He's like, yeah. it's, it's like rainy and thunder. He's like, oh, let me in. I'm gonna pass out. And he, he finally gets let in. He kind of passes out. And uh, the monks tell him, uh, "You gotta leave." Like you can't stay here. He's like, but like I'm, I you know, it's still storming outside. Um, you know, I just passed out. Can I like stay for a bit? And like, all right, but like you gotta leave. And then he hears howling from a man. That's the name. And like, what? What is that? Yeah, and he goes searching for it, and he comes across this guy who's caught in a cell. He's just this innocent guy. He's like, listen. This guy's a madman. These monks are all crazy. They think, you know, I'm some evil force or something. I'm just some dude. Like, you got to let me out here. Like, they're going to kill me. And he's like, well, I don't know. They seem kind of nice. But, like, at the same time, they've been... <laughs> they had really good soup, though. <laughs> but, like, it's tough same- to turn a turnip into what I just ate. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... uh Eventually, David Carradine takes him aside and is like, listen. Uh, See, Sonny, <laughs> this fellow's the devil. Yeah. See? He tells him he's the, guy's, the guy in the cage is the devil. It's funny because like, you could just make the, like, there's no reason, like, it's a cool setting, but, like, you could make it whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but he tells him it's the devil. And uh, we finally, co- we've our entire, you know, order has been dedicated to capturing the devil we finally did it and uh you gotta let me uh you gotta just leave and just leave us to our business and he doesn't quite believe david carradine and i'm sure the character has a name but (laughs) yeah and i think there's at least a moment or two where the actions of david carradine (laughs) the lead (laughs) monk whatever (laughs) brother david (laughs) where he um there's something that makes him seem like overtly distrustworthy. Yeah, well, like yeah. at the t- so the whole time he's just like, get the f- you know frick out, get out, get your shit, and get out. Like he's not very friendly. Yeah, no. Um, and so he, he finally decides he's gonna let the guy out. He's like, okay, yeah, you gotta lift this like one little tiny like shepherd's yeah. pole off the door. He's like, that's all holding you in. He's like. Yeah, but like, don't think about it. Just, just lift it off, and he lifts it off, and it, like, all of a sudden, this force like pushes him back, and in what like is one of the coolest shots yes. in the show. Mm. I would say the cool. I would say my favorite. I don't know if you exactly call it a shot, but just sequence in the show. Yeah, you show the guy from the cage walking out, and he walks by a pole, and like each pole, he slowly turns into the devil. Yeah, and you realize it was the devil. And oh wait, you're right. It was the devil. <laughs> yeah, it was the devil. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, and like then, so the guy's been narrating this whole story. Yeah, which the opening for this episode is <laughs> it's like David Carradine just comes out. He's like, bro, 
bro. But but what the, the heck? But the the intro to this episode where it's like that weird off angle from below and he's like crazed telling his yes. story. Yeah. yeah. Like just the setup for the story is amazing. It's like, ah, oh, let it's me vi- tell you. You're right. It's very like experimental and feel. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Weird, like, yeah, like paranoid, just. Right. Yeah. yeah it looks, he's, it looks like the way he's like he's sweating the whole yeah. time, and he's just explaining his like, story, and like, and then it cuts to the actual story, and it's just a normal looking episode. Right. And then it cuts back at the end when like David Carradine's like, now it's your job to go hunt the devil. Yeah. Um. But like at the end, he's like explaining like, ever since I let him out, World War Two happened, the mm-hmm. Korean War, all these terrible things, but I finally caught him. Yeah. He's in this closet, and whatever you do. Do not let him out. And you realize he's talking to his maid. Yeah. He's like, I have to go talk to David Carradine or whatever. <laughs> uh, but I have to go tell him I caught him. So do not let him out. And this door has that little shepherd's thing on it. Yeah. That's holding him in. And the last shot of it is the maid lifting the shepherd's thing off. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, oh, she just fucked us. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> It'd be funny if he was like, then World War II happened. Then the Cold War. Then the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was it, man. Um, right. I love that one what, so much. What is that yeah. one up against? <laughs> like, that's the problem. Oh, uh, the shelter. The shelter. Okay. Shelter is actually a very simple premise. It's uh, during the Cold War, nuclear holocaust is coming. Well, it starts off with uh, some neighbors having a dinner party. Yeah, so it's like you know, you know, small town USA. Um, Any town USA, yeah, sort of. Um, having a dinner, and then the radio hop uh, kicks on. And they're like, "There's been some airplanes heading towards your this town yeah, there, carrying nuclear some, bombs." No, no, it's like there's been missiles launched. Yeah, missiles for- launched. That's right. Um, and they're like, you know, do what you can. And so they're like, oh, no, I got to go home. And they run out. And then the people hosting the party was like, don't worry. We got a bomb shelter. We're going to be fine. So they go into the bomb shelter and they're like all cozy. And then slowly their friends and neighbors and stuff start coming down. They're like, you need to open this up for us. He's right. like, well, you know, we prepared for it. Yeah, you he, he's explaining, like, I prepared for my family. Yeah. I only have enough supplies for my family in here. Basically, it's the the, gra- the ant and the grasshopper kind of thing. Like, Yeah, and, like, yeah. everybody's like, come on, man, you yeah. love us. Let but it's us my in. nature. Oh, no, that's a And then one. they all pile in, and they decide Flanders is the weakest link, <laughs> and they kick Flanders out. Simpsons oh, this, did is, it. this is another one Simpsons as well. did it. <laughs> This is the comet, Bart's comet. I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's a classic. That's another one we could do of like Treehouse of Horror bits. It's not Treehouse yeah, of Horror. Oh, it's not. It's an actual episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a young. <laughs> is the Talking <laughs> Tina one a Treehouse? Yeah, yeah, that's because okay. it's the Krusty doll. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Doll's trying to kill me, and the toaster's <laughs> been laughing at me. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Oh, so what's was that? And then the, the twist at the end is what? They're actually bombs. No. <laughs> the twist at the end. No, 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 no go ahead. I, uh, but the twist at the end is it comes over the radio. Like, the, the neighbors freak out, and they finally break down the door yeah, just right. trying to get yeah. in. And then it comes over the radio. Oh, yeah, it was in a false alarm. It was just a satellite. Yeah. 
and like everybody's kind of sitting around like oh so yeah yeah so. That, this is this is one very early on we were like trying to figure out the informal list and we're like monsters are doing maple street and then we explain it and sean i think thought yeah. it was this one which they're very similar very very similar almost exactly the same <laughs> even um, um, just one has a shelter and, and the other one doesn't right one is the actual war one is the fictitious like manifestation of the war Correct. with you Correct. know aliens um which in no way, shape, or form is this, like, not a good episode. It is a great episode. Yeah. It is a classic episode. It's just on very unfortunate. It went up against the Howling. Like I said, it's my Duke. It's, yeah. It's just why do you gonna, say Why do you say Duke? Like, because Duke always does well in the uh, tournament. Oh, 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 yeah. wow, the school. Yeah, thought, yeah. Okay. Because, like, it's a bracket. All and, right. Yeah. See, like. Say, I, maybe if you said, like, Kentucky or UNC. If you said UNC, I, I would. Yeah. But the anyway, the Howling Man is an episode where I sat down with two of our our friends um and I like Twilight Zone came up and they were like, "Oh, I've never seen the Twilight Zone." I was like, "We're throwing it on. Put on the Howling Man." Cuz it's a great twist and it's creepy at times. Mm-hmm. So it's like a taste of both worlds uh, uh, that this show is known for. Yeah. So, I think it's going to clearly pass here, so I won't bring up the down, the one like weakness I see in that episode. But I, yeah, I, yeah, that that is like the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, of the like, oh god, what have I done? Yeah, like, and just like that end where it's like, oh, it's going to start all over yeah. again. What's yep. going to happen next? If, if World War Two happened when it was let out, what's, what's the next? Going to have JFK. Blown Vietnam, away. What else do I have to say? Crosby steals a Nash. <laughs> Cola Wars. <laughs> the Cola Wars. Yeah, t- I was listening to that on the way over. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> like, there's literally a line called Rock and Roll the Cola Wars. I can't take this yeah. anymore. Yeah. And I'm just like, yep. wow, 1987 must have ruled. <laughs> 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 That's. If that was rough, dude, <laughs> let me let me introduce you to my friend 2020. Yeah, like, <laughs> how would he make that song now? I'm surprised it, no one's done it. It would be everything that's happened since, like, February 2nd. Like, it's <laughs> not even... <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, yeah, Howling Man takes it. Howling Man. I mean, it, it's tough to root against that one. It's It's such a powerhouse classic episode. oh this is oh boy i mean we picked the best 16 well yeah this for, is the first round and there's some tough choices oh yeah it's is just it, gonna get tougher from here all right time enough at last Ooh, that's good versus one. where is everyone all right i'll take time enough because i sent the gif um <laughs> so it's a, about a guy and glad where's like thick Coke bottle glasses kind of thing, basically blind without his glasses, but loves to read. Um, and is constantly pestered for it through his entire life. Like, oh, why are you reading that? Like, I, his, his wife even, like, is on his case for it, like, all the time. Um, like, everyone is, is bothered. I, was it his boss is, like, mad at him? Everybody's upset. His wife... His wife goes to the lengths of crossing out every yes, like page in a giant right. book. Yeah, like and you know, which is so funny that like somebody's so pissed that you're reading. But I right. mean, I I guess there's certain groups around today that are like, stop reading. That's 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 the ways of the devil. 
Um, I don't know if anybody ever says that no, to him, but, but, but I yeah. mean, not, not to say there weren't people at the time. Right, um, but like that's basically like, don't read, that's bad for you. Just watch TV like a normal person kind of right. thing. Like, that's kind of like the vibe you get from this. And then um, Ray Bradbury saw that episode and just like did the biggest spit take imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the big twist at the end is nuclear holocaust happens. Right, as everyone's dead. Yeah, as 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 it happens normally um <laughs> everyone's dead everyone Listen, it was the 50s like, yeah. was, that was the in yeah, thing it was, it was in vogue so uh so he's like hey library's been untouched <laughs> yeah somehow the library yeah. survives but <laughs> he's like sweet takes out his first book and then glasses fall on the ground and just shatter well he makes like a copious amount of time organizing the yeah, books, yeah, yeah, yeah. setting takes, aside yeah. piles. Yep. Yeah. Like he takes his time getting, like yeah. he's, and he's, he's soaking like, it in. He looks at the books, like looks yeah. at the cover, smile. It's like so. It's, yeah, it's so <laughs> over the top, but it's so great. Oh. And just like, you, you just watching this, you're like, oh, okay. But like once the glasses fall and just shatter, you're like, Oh crap! Like right. it's that moment where you're like, that made this episode is that twist where he can't see, he can't read everything he's ever wanted. His utopia oh, is now. This is gone. the dark one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never yeah. mind. So he's yeah. alone yeah. by himself in a world with no people. He can't even read the do the one thing he loves. He can't even see. He's basically screwed. He's just I don't die. think he can even. I don't think he can even see enough to like give no. himself a clean death. Like I said, he, if he wanted literally, to kill himself. Yeah. He literally has like Coke bottle glasses, like right. the thickest glasses, so he's blind. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it, it's like part of you is like, maybe there's a like a, a lens crafter nearby. <laughs> like maybe you can find something. Yeah. Like hidden in the back that was just untouched, but like it's you just feel so bad for him in the end. And there's just it's no chance of a happy ending. At yeah, all. This is definitely one of those episodes of like it's sort of like the genie in the bottle problem. Yeah. Where it's like, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. It's the thing that he wished has that little twist. It's like, oh, you have plenty of time to read, but you can't see. Yeah. So it's an incredible episode. Burgess Meredith, you know when he's like, there. He he like he really sells this episode. Yeah, he's oh, just amazing sure. in this episode. Yeah. No, it's like especially it's, like that delivery at the end of there was time, yeah. there was time now. Does he say like it's not fair too? Or yeah, it's like it's, it's not, not fair. It's, there it's, was time now, uh, which is like you you go back to to serve man with it's a cookbook. It's like I feel like they're both iconic lines. They've both been used so much, but I feel like this one, like. It, it's better. It, it's like much better than the "it's a cookbook" line. Honestly, right. it definitely lands better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I think I was just gonna say Burgess Meredith. You know, as soon as he was there, it's like, oh, this is gonna be a good one. And I think it's usually true, but yeah. like, I, I seem to like the ones he's in like the most for just whatever reason. But Sam has a very special one to talk about. <laughs> Where is everybody? Which is the premiere yes the pilot of the show uh this was actually pretty simple this is yeah (laughs) this is incredibly simple one (laughs) but like it kind of like this is actually not a bad one to introduce someone on right because it like it really just like sets you in on like what the show's about right 
So we just cut in on this guy wandering down like this sh- this road, and he comes upon a diner, and he walks in, and like everything's set out like there's a bunch of people here, and they're eating their meals, but nobody's there. And he's just calling out, and this nobody's there, and like doesn't he like make himself breakfast at that point or something like? I think so. And like he keeps going further and further into this town. And it's sort of the same thing. Like, everything's set up like the people were just there, but right. nobody's there. And then there, he finds the train. Yeah. And, he, like, he rides the train. He's like, oh, sweet. You know, like, I'll get out of here. And it just takes him right back to the same spot. Yeah. But nobody's on the train. Yeah. No, there's no conductor. There's nothing. And Don't you just hate that? <laughs> And he, like, goes to the movie theater, and there's a movie playing, and he goes to check to see if there's somebody up in the uh, projector room. Nobody's there. And, like, he's freaking out, and he finally makes it to uh, a phone booth, and he, like, just picks up the phone, and he's just like, please, someone, is anyone there, please? And, like, it kind of fades in, and he's just in this box. Mm. Uh, and he's just pushing this one button and he's just saying, uh, and he's kind of like just in delirium and you could tell like, he's kind of like crazed at this point and, uh, they kind of pan out and there's a bunch of generals looking at the box and I'm like, all right, get him out of there. And they get him out of there and he's walking out. It's like, you know, oh, like how did the test go? And they're just like, yeah, it went all right. <laughs> And he like looks up at the moon and he's like, all right, well, that's where I'm going next. And he realized it was a test to see if someone could stand the solitary confinement to go to the moon. Yeah. Great, great space race kind of episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like it's, I think in some ways like the perfect kind of episode to like introduce the series. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's odd. It's not like too much to handle though. And the twist is like, kind of straightforward mm-hmm. um but it's not like a totally dark twist either. right because yeah. there's there's an episode i've uh the name has escaped me um but there's a very similar episode where there's a husband and wife who got way too drunk and they wake up in this town and it's kind of the same thing where they're wandering around the town there's just a bunch of mannequins and stuff nothing's real nothing i don't think that like i think the food is fake too like like nothing is real and they're like freaking out and it turns out that they're basically in like a fake town controlled by giant children. Yeah, oh, they get they okay. get abducted by aliens yeah. and now they're the playthings for alien giant children. Yeah. Is that the one No. There's a different one where they're like in a zoo, right? Uh I think so. Like they're in like an alien zoo or something. Or is that maybe I know that's uh, um, was it uh, Slaughterhouse Five? It's like that. Okay. Wow. Kurt Vonnegut. Th- thanks book. for spoiling that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not the point of Slaughterhouse Five, but yeah. Anyway, um, it's a very interesting episode, yep. and uh, unfortunately, here <laughs> it's up against like you know an all-time great. Yeah, it's it's up against UNC. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of thing. And they're. They're going deep. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you can't beat Burgess Meredith on this. I think yeah. I think we're all Yeah, no, yeah. There's it's not fair. 
Like, right. like I feel like, uh, you know, where is everybody is like a solid like Syracuse kind of team where like they regularly make it, but like are they going to go deep? Maybe, but probably not. Yeah. So our next matchup, uh, two episodes about the magic of children. Oh. Um, one for the angels. Okay. And it's a good life. Right. <laughs> two very different ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pitch for the angels. You gonna take that one? Yeah, I. Uh, oh, gonna leave me with uh, all right. It's the dude who <laughs> is living on the ceiling in uh, in Mary Poppins. Um, <laughs> you remember that when he's like on the ceiling and they, they, yeah. To be honest, no. <laughs> wow, really? Okay, well, I haven't yeah. watched that movie since I was a kid. Come on. Anyways, uh, yeah. So it's him. He's a pitchman, like you know, pitchman, pitchman, whatever you. Um, so yeah, he basically finds out that uh, he's gonna die. Yeah, right. he's, he's a street vendor. Yeah, if he's you a don't know what vendor, a pitch man yeah. is. Yeah, so he finds out he's gonna die, and he's like, just, just like, give me enough time to do like the pitch of a lifetime. Like, yeah. let let me, you know, like he's just known for selling yeah. crap, but like yeah. he's just selling it as like everything. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, the the pitch of a lifetime is basically. Trying was it trying to sell death? Basically, prolonging. Like you it skipped like ninety percent of the story. Well, okay. Okay. Well, oh, fine. I'll I'll say well, whatever. So he's he's out there one day and he's he's entertaining the kids. Yeah. He's, he's very friendly with the kids, and uh, which would be creepy modern times. Oh, but yeah. Like back then, yeah. Older but guy this is like, with yeah, like you know, kind of like Different an old times. jolly fat guy. Doesn't yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you know? no, but, like, he's uh, a nice guy. He gets approached one day by a guy in a bla- uh, you know black suit, who's like, yeah, I'm death, <laughs> uh, and you're gonna die. And he goes, but I want to die. You yeah. know, I, I, I well, see, he gives him a time. It's like midnight on a certain day. Well, no, he doesn't give him the time oh, he yet. Oh, okay. He he's just like, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, uh, you're gonna die. He's like, I don't want to die. You know, take somebody else, or so, or not take oh, somebody yeah. else. He, yes. he, uh, death goes. Well, listen, I gotta have a soul somehow. So if it's not you, and then like you hear a car go, like, little Billy, no. It's not little Billy. It's I like know. little Jilly. It's whatever. It's, it's, it's a the child. young. It's, it's the young girl, girl who he's very close with. She gets hit by a car, and she's like in bad condition. And since it's the 1950s, they don't take her to a hospital. Yeah. They uh, just bring her up to bed. Yeah, and he's just like... She'll sleep it off. Yeah. and Or die, either way. <laughs> yeah, and death goes like, listen, I got to take a soul, so it's either you or her. So at midnight, since you don't want to go, at midnight, I'm going to take her. She's going to die. Yeah. And, so, and it's not like this is a bargain. It's like, okay, yeah. I won't kill you. Yeah, I won't yeah. kill you. I'll just take her. Uh, and so at uh, as midnight approaches, death comes back. And our uh, friendly pitch man, uh, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to just set up now at like 1130 at night. Yeah. And Death is like, what are you doing? Like, it's 1130 at night. Nobody's around. He's like, listen, some of my best customers come around this yeah. time. And he just starts doing his pitch. And Death becomes enthralled by yeah. him. He's, he's like, an incredible pitch man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Actually, isn't he's isn't basically it? selling snake oil and yeah. stuff like that. He's, he's like, like he's, oh, I, I remember this. him talking about like the Egyptian thread. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a thimble of like, uh, of just like random 
you know, sewing thread. Yeah, but like death is like, I need to have. And he's this. like, you could tell he's becoming obsessed by it. Yeah. And then you hear, you know, yeah. the bells ring for midnight. He's like, wait, I was late. And he's like, well, that's right. I yeah. got to take a soul. And he's like, yeah, I know you got to take me. And he's like, and he's like, all right, I'll go. And he's like, oh, uh, he grabs his yeah. stuff. And he's like, oh, you never know what people uh, could use, you know, up there. Right, right up there, right and up Death there. goes, right "Yep, up there, you made it." <laughs> so, part of this is like, there's a lot of these episodes now that we're going through them. Strike me as like, okay, this is the like better version of this one we already talked about, or this is like the right. worst version. Of, right. So this is a lot like that Hunt one, pretty much. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, also, the guy who plays Death is the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> um, who does like an amazing death oh yeah he's, he's really good he's, he's, he's like that like you know business like kind of bureaucratic just not really emotional hey, this is just my job yeah this is just yeah. my job i'm just gonna i'm just here to kill you yeah would you like that paper or plastic um <laughs> it's a really entertaining one man it's yeah. it's really good and i like it's one of those that's like, like don't say this the wrong way. It's just kind of dumb, but like it's fine. Yeah, no. There's a few episodes that are like dumb good. Like it's just kind of a fun, like, like an interesting concept. Yeah. It's like, not like, like there's there's an episode where that guy gets like the strength like of like ten men. Right. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like the aliens are testing on him. Yeah. And like they just give him like the strength of ten men. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's like, just aliens screwing with people. Yeah. It's just a, it's a dumb episode, <laughs> but it's like I think I've seen that one. That sounds great though. Yeah. 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 It's it's the guy from uh, another <laughs> episode. We're about isn't to talk Jaws about. in that one too? Playing an alien? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I feel like he's one of the aliens because it's like there's also like this competition at the end between yeah. aliens where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna give this guy super uh, uh, knowledge. Yeah. And they play Jeopardy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's just a very entertaining one. And, and this and is this is one of the rare ones that has like a happy ending. It's yeah. a little sad happy. Yeah, it's a, this it, is yeah. the one I was talking about earlier, and I'm like, it still kind of has a dark ending because he dies at the yeah, end. He still dies, but like, but, but like just that, you that know, he's that ending where yeah. it's just like I made it right. And he's like, yes, yeah, sir, he made, he made it. it. It's like he knows he made it to heaven. And he saved a young girl's life. <laughs> telling and somebody like, they're going to heaven as if you're telling them they're getting like upgraded to the junior suite at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, you made it. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're a Gold Club Rewards member. Yep, you got it. So the other episode is which? What is it? The name of it? Uh, it's a good life. It's a good. See, like I hear that, and I'm like, I have no idea what episode this is. Someone want to jog my memory? So this is the kid who is omnipotent. That's right. It's, All right. This is yes. the reference I made earlier. Yeah. Yes. It, it, everything from here on out is a good decision. How long has this <laughs> podcast been, by the way? A long time. Oh, yeah. We're over an hour. We're yeah. hour 15 now. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. So, oh, it's going to speed up after the first round. round. Yeah. yeah. So this one is about a, the, a demon uh, who's a young boy. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, he's a demon. Like er, basically, basically, this this entire episode is like a thought experiment. Yes, yes. Like that's all this yeah. this episode. It's is. like, what if a young child was given was the given powers the power of God? Everything. But like, okay, look, is he being a total bastard? Yes. yes. But like, he's also acting like a boy. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's not as if he's like this. It's gonna sound weird, but like he's not like. Uh, 
I'm not going to say perverted, but you know what I mean. He's like, not, it's not evil. Right, yeah. he's not evil. Yeah. It's not like necessarily... So, like... It's malicious, the, but it's not... The worst thing... Well, I mean, the worst thing that, to a point, that he does to people is cast them into the cornfield. Right. And Which we, just, we never really see what happens, yeah. right? So, it's <laughs> like... Well, he go? does. He does turn that other guy into a jack. Then the he box. turns the guy into the jack in the. This box. is a great Simpsons episode. It is. It is. And <laughs> just, just gonna bash his head in with the chair. Just I, I love that. Like, what if there's this incredibly evil ca- uh, character, and also it's a little boy? Huh? It's a pretty good twist, isn't it? <laughs> Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So like it, you know. Like you said, the the kid is being a bastard the whole time. Like right. he's like, "Yay, we're gonna have cake for dinner for the three hundredth day in a row." Yeah, and everybody's like, "No, why?" Well, they aren't thinking that. Oh, well, and yeah, they're not Leishman thinking. It. They're the like, mom. "Oh, that's a great Sorry. idea. That's a great decision. Everything's yeah. a good decision by you." Um, yeah, it's it's definitely creepy, and it makes you think like children are bad. Yeah, like the whole like. <laughs> The whole point of this episode is just like fear the children. It's like it's it's like children aren't as innocent as you think yeah. they are. They're just dumb. Yeah, they're, they well, they don't they don't really they're know dumb, what they're yeah, doing. They don't understand the world yet. Yeah, th- and when you give a like six year old the powers of God, like they're gonna do stuff that us as a, and an adult would think is insane and evil and evil and horrible but it's what the the kid likes like why does he turn that guy into a, a jack-in-the-box because he wants because to he wants to yeah because the guy was thinking bad thoughts and is like he's thinking don't... about killing him yeah I don't, I don't want you to think about that i, I want to see something that'll thoughts. make me happy i love jack-in-the-box and by the way there's that like creepy shot of him like like you see the silhouette but then you actually like see his head bobbing with the hat that one we we do talk about how like a lot of the stuff is very hokey looking. Yeah. That looked so creepy. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't look incredible, but like it, it is so creepy. Especially the seeing the silhouette. I almost yeah, the do wish is... they just did the silhouette because yeah. like that's yeah. horrifying on yeah, its own. Yeah. Mm. Um but yeah, no, this is definitely a classic episode. Um easily one of the best. And like <sighs> It's so tough to choose between the two, but it's probably the the demon child. Yeah, I, I, say I think really? it's. I'm gonna yeah. go with pitch for the angels. I, like I, just, I love that episode, and like, but I don't know. I'm a sucker for the happy ending ones. Well, buckle up, Sam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's no. gonna be a long night. I know. It's um, just that they they're so few and far between. I just like no, it's true. But, I enjoy them, and that one's like probably, in yeah. my opinion, the best happy ending. Yeah, it it is one of the best. Um, but it's a good life is just terrifying, and it makes you think like about kids. Yeah. I can just I can hear him saying, "You're a bad man." Yeah, <laughs> which we we mentioned this earlier. This is the same kid from uh, the grandma. Uh, yeah, uh, long distance call. Long distance call. Yeah, so it's the same actor, um, in both roles. So. I mean, you see him as the monster, and then you see him in the grandma one. And you're like, oh, I don't trust this kid at all. <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong with this I do kid. Think, I think the other one came first, which like would be impossible, like you yeah. know, to do it in the other order. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got our play-in, which was Night of the Meek, which is the other happy one, the Santa yeah. one, mm-hmm. versus I think a favorite of ours. Oh, for sure. Uh, will the real Martian please stand up? Okay. <sighs> So, the, will the real Martian please stand up? 
it's snowing out and a bus stops off at a diner and they're all in the diner and they're like oh be be weary the you know the road up ahead you know it's 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 very dangerous the bridge you know we're we're not sure about it Mm. and but like while they're sitting there like the jukebox keeps going on and off and like the lights are going on and off and at that point, don't they like mention? Oh yeah, they're they're like. Well, you, you oh yeah, have to mention the cops. Well, yeah, the the well the, the cops, cops come in and they d- well the cops uh, notice something crash like some kind of yeah something uh, crash something in the air crashing yeah. in a pond and they find a f- uh, set of footprints right. leading to the diner. Right. So they're like, okay, something's in the di-. so they go into the diner and they're like, hey bus driver, how many people you got on your bus? And he's like, oh, there were like eight people. Like, count again. There's nine people here. Uh, wait, hang on. How many? What, what are the people? There's like, yeah, I, I don't remember the exact like the number. There's like the old couple, which is two. There's the young couple. I think couple. it's six, and yeah. there's seven. Or yeah, something I think like that, that. that might couple, be it. There's the crotchety old guy. But like, even the bus there's driver. There's the crazy is like, old guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy. I love that guy. Oh, was he, was he? oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I haven't even—I don't think I've like I—I I remember this one so well. I haven't—I probably haven't seen it in like at least. It's been a while. Yeah, ten years um, maybe. But it's just like, you know, it, <laughs> but it's, it's just the cops trying to figure out like who here doesn't belong, right? right. And like, and it's the bus driver. It's the people who are possibly on the bus and right. the guy who owns the diner, right? And the cops. and then the cops, right? Yes, yeah, so and so. All this crazy stuff starts happening around the, the it, diner. It's one of those stories I like really enjoy, which yeah. is just a bunch of characters in a room together. Yeah, it's it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. just them in a room. It's together. basically a who done it, but you're like, but who's the alien? Um, yeah, and like the crazy guy makes it because right? it's like you're like. Well, I know who the alien is. I mean, like, this is also just uh, a great episode for me because at one point they're like, who won the World Series last year? And it was the Pirates. So, like, <laughs> top-notch episode for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it, it just, like, all the characters are unique and, like, different. And so... It very much feels like somebody's, like, one-act play. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like it's I mean this is like a perfect one to adapt to. Oh yeah. I'm mm. surprised no one's ever I mean I guess like you have to have the rights but to like do this one and like maybe one or two other ones is like a you know yeah. thing to do. Anyway. But yeah, if, so, if you're if you're like a ninth grade like English teacher. Yeah. Oh, this I is, just I just oh, sold, yeah. you know, your yeah. your you know fall play next year. You're welcome. Yeah. Um but it it comes out that they get the police get the um over the radio that the the bridge has been cleared that they can move on and so they they don't figure out who the spaceman is so all the people get back on the bus and they drive off um and then it picks up like a couple hours later um and the old guy who was on the bus comes back yeah, to the crotchety old guy yeah. like the stuck up like rich guy yeah so he comes back to uh the diner and the you know diner's empty and it's just the diner guy and He's like, oh, didn't you leave with them? He's like, oh, yeah, turns out the uh, the bridge wasn't as safe as they say, and the bus came, went crashing down into the water below. He's like, but you're not wet. He's like, yeah, you see. And then all of a sudden, like, an extra hand comes out and, like, helps light a cigarette, and he's like, you see, you know, us from Mars, you know, we don't, we don't, 
we don't get wet or whatever. And like, and he starts talking about like yeah. how they're going to colonize. Yeah, he's like, this Earth. is a great place. Like, oh, it's so quiet. My my people are going to love that. And he's like, I don't think the the uh, the diner owner's like, I don't think that's going to happen. He's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, why it's is like that? Your spacecraft yeah. has been intercepted. Yeah. And he's like, huh, yeah, because uh, us from Venus. And he takes his cap off, and he's got a third eye in the middle of his head. And he's like, us from Venus. We've been colonizing here for years. Like. Don't worry, like that invasion you're talking about, it's been intercepted. Like it's it not ain't gonna happen. And then it just ends with him laughing at the Martian. And it's so creepy. Yeah. But it's so good. It's it's, it's one two where like, does the Triss twist really add anything? No, but in no. this case, it actually does make it so much more memorable. Oh yeah, like because like the visual, you too. know, like you feel like I know what the twist is going to yeah. be. They're just going to reveal who's the actual Martian, exactly. right? And they just throw in that whole Venus thing. Just be like, yeah, we're just going to fuck with you a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, like the twist within a twist. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they never really. I mean, thank God. Like that would that you can't pull that trick like no. often if more than once. But you know, in this episode, they did it perfectly. Yeah. And it's just another one, too, of the, like, we're the real monsters or whatever. Mm. And it's just, it's in a, like, there's not, but it's it's still so well done. Well, it's, it's not so much, like, we're the real monsters, but it makes you feel, like, utterly powerless. Right. Where it's like, yeah, these, these aliens are just playing with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, against, okay, so it's, it's against the Christmas the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two winter settings. Yeah. Yeah. I think to me this isn't even close. No, yeah, I I'm with it, you. it hurts me, yeah, but like it really does hurt. It's not like it's gotta go with uh with the real Martian please stand up. Yes. Alright. I mean, come on. It it inspired an M M&M and M song. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. I have your attention, please. Um All right. Well, is that the entire first round? That is the entire first All round. Right. Well, they're, they're halfway through the podcast. Yeah. Well, no, the, the next few rounds. No, are this this will be quick. Well, um, yeah, but honorable mention with because uh, we were talking about Christmas episodes. How many Christmas? Uh, there's one where it's with five strangers in search of an exit. That's a Christmas one. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, like five random people. There's like a ballerina, soldier, like all different people, and they're just in it a very, silly very much room. feels like a deconstructed play. Yeah. yeah. And um, I have a feeling a lot of these like had to have been like mm. they just repackaged them. Yeah. Mm. But but the nice the thing about this one is they don't know what's going on around them. And it just turns it's, it's out another one of like just a bunch of characters in a room together. Right, right. And they're just like, oh, going crazy. And it's like the twist is they're just toys in like a donation box during Christmas. Right. So. Yeah, that one of those twists little. is like interesting, but not really. Yeah, it right. doesn't Maybe really cool. make the episode. Right. So it's like that's, that's why, why it was left off of our list. It's yeah. a good yeah. episode. It's like it's it's all right. I just I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. So. So yeah, oh. they've done some some other Christmas episodes. <laughs> I like. I just I really enjoy the framing of like X in search of a plot or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like oh wait! It, oh wait! No, this is actually in search of an exit. Yeah, yeah. And like I just—it's also just even the name feels deconstructed. Of yeah. just like we're right. just gonna break this down to its barest bones. I, I do have to say, overall, probably pound for pound, the best episode names of a show. Oh yeah, I think. And I, don't even, I don't even think it's close. No, like in, in each each episode name, just basically describes what's going on in the the uh, show. 
or the episode. And in some cases, even gives him... away the. But it, it sort of does, but you don't yeah, know until them, the end. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like you, you really have to think about it. If it's like when you read it, you're not going to be able to put together what it is. Right. You know, but like after watching the, epi- the episode, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why they called it that. All right. Round two. Well, round two. This is going to go by quicker, I promise you. It everyone. is. It is. Well, we don't have to explain the episodes. Exactly. That, we, that we can, we can, we'll still talk about them a little bit. But, yeah, that's fine. All right. So two very different episodes. <laughs> Penny for your thoughts and Monsters are due on Maple Street. Monsters all day. Yeah, it's kind of got, got to go with Monsters. Yeah. Like, Maple Street is like, uh, not Maple Street, um, uh, Penny for your thoughts is like interesting in theory, yeah. but I think it doesn't quite work fully yeah it's definitely not like like monsters are doing on maple street is like transcendent yeah like it's you know the other one's like a nice episode like it's 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 not only is it like really well done but it also has that like commentary to it and like yeah it just works on like so many different levels man (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so good and like yeah yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. It's monsters. It's monsters. It's I think I think that's unanimous. Yeah. Some of some of these are gonna be absolute oh, yeah. wagons. Oh yeah. Um so now two very creepy episodes. Uh Nightmare Twenty Thousand Feet versus Living Doll. Talking Living Doll. Because oh. it because the once again, like I have to go back to the fact that you both episodes are creepy, but which one's creepier? And it's the doll. The doll has stuck with me this entire time. I remember being a kid and being afraid of the gremlin, but now as an adult, I'm like, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> it, it's so dumb looking. But you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, like. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I yeah. feel like I have to do a little bit of devil's advocate here. No, that's fine. Uh, nightmare is just there's something so like nightmarish about it. Mm. It feels like a dream that one would have. Yeah. Of like. You know, one, it's fear of flying. People have yeah. a, that fear. And then, like, there's this monster, you know, going to kill everybody, but nobody believes you, and you can't get anybody's attention, and everybody just thinks you're crazy. And it just it has this, like, dream logic to it right. that just makes it feel like a nightmare. Yeah. Right. Those always connect with me the most. I actually had that. This happened to me once, by the way. You saw a gremlin on the wing? Sort of. So I was with my family on vacation. Mm-hmm. And we get back to our little rental one night. My parents are like, see some like little rabbits in the yard. And, you know, it was the sort of thing where like they'd probably seen them during the week and mentioned it before. Right. I was like, and I, I probably, because I was a kid and just wouldn't, you know, miss it. They never saw it. So I was like, John, look, the rabbits. So like I'm looking around and I see in my neighbor's next door, there's like a skunk walking over, <laughs> like towards where our car is, where we're about to get out and go inside for the oh, night. Oh God! So I'm like, no, mom, skunk. She's <laughs> like, no, John, they're rabbits. Don't you see? <laughs> and I'm like, no, skunk. And then they finally see it, and like we're like just chilling in the car for the next ten minutes, <laughs> waiting for that skunk to be extra gone. <laughs> so mine had a happy ending, not so much for our friend Bill. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Nightmare. It's just, it's too, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's so aptly named because it, it's exactly yeah. what it is. It's a nightmare. But like I said, for me, I mean, Taki Tina has just stuck with me my entire life where, and like, I mean, this is transcended into other movies like 
the fear of dolls is basically traced back to this. Like I, I hate and to you're say, far no, from no, the not only me, not either. not just me. Like, oh, just in general, like Chucky, Puppet Genesis. Master movies, like anything that deals with a has dealt with like a killer doll, devil doll. I don't know, man. There's a certain you know, but they, they've all come out and basically been like this episode is what gave us the idea. True, but there's also been a very long history of like things made for children being absolutely horrifying. Like Chuck E. Cheese went bankrupt this week, and like, damn, dude, remember those animatronics? Yeah, well, <laughs> like, the animatronics I mean, became Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah. right? Which is and a there's so video many thing. things like you'll see like pictures of like people with like Easter Bunny costumes from like oh, the yeah. '50s or the '60s, yeah. and they look possessed. Yeah. Oh yeah, like um, from the '20s, like the the like yeah. burlap sack costumes. They're like, Even I like, was a ghost. I'm like, right. no, you were a demon child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It uh, those things are. Freaky. Um, so no, believe me, I I definitely feel you there. Yeah. But just seeing something and nobody believes you, though. Frankly, it happens in the other one too. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, and it's a doll trying to kill it's, me. It's, no, it's these actually are very similar episodes, yeah. and the fate is very similar. Except one is about child abuse. One is, I don't know, is the Shatner one about anything sort of? Uh, it's it's mostly about like fear of flying. Right. It's, it's, fear. It was fear of flying and like. The fear of like nobody believing you, kind of thing. Like you're yeah. telling the truth, and nobody trusts yeah. you. Yeah, they should have had. Um, they should have had the gremlin be a red at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's communicating. Like give to him Moscow. big, give him big like Stalin mustache. <laughs> right there. It's actually just Lenin. <laughs> Excuse me, Lenin's on the way. <laughs> He's trying to claim the uh, plane for the proletariat. Right. He's talking shit about the bourgeois again. <laughs> Man. He's, he's trying to get rid of first class. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Always happens when I get the free upgrade. <laughs> Sam, uh, you are the deciding I, one. I know. I'm the deciding one. And no pressure, though. Like, I am waffling back and yeah. forth on this. No, We're going to have tough. to kill our babies at some point. Here. But, like, like I'm going to go with Taki Tina Oof. purely yes. because of that whole, just how it's so subtly snuck in there. Yeah. It's a story about child abuse. Yeah. And it's done at a time when they wouldn't even let you write a story about, <laughs> like, a, a kid skinning his knee. Yeah. like. Everything had to be so goddamn wholesome. Done in a wholesome. time when, uh, when fathers would be like, get my belt. And it's like, oh, that kid's screwed. Not, oh, he's beating his child. Yeah. Yeah, um, but like just at a time in television when oh, like yeah. they were so, yeah. so scared of doing anything even yeah. remotely controversial. And like the fact that Sterling could get away with that because yeah. he was just like, yeah, I'll make it about a doll. Yeah, it's like everything. And like executives were like that dumb yeah. <laughs> i mean let's be honest they still are yeah all right except I'm for the ones that are going to sign us to our first tv deal all right they're yeah. the smart ones yeah <laughs> if you're really intelligent you should hire us con after dark um which is very much what tonight's is yep um i don't think we've gone into the next day so far this is probably the first one yeah uh the last six by the way just this is dumb we have to choose okay okay so howling man time enough at last 
<sighs> it's tough, but it's Howling Man. It's gotta go with Howling Man, because yeah. like really, yeah, because like as as time enough as last is a little hokey. Yeah, and like it is, and it doesn't really have. Oh, but the other one, the other one's a little hokey too. Yeah, but but and like they're I both s- very twist heavy. Yeah, like yeah. they're they're you don't really understand it until the end. But I like the twist and Howling Man sort uh, maybe well the twist in howling man occurs and then you get kind of the last chapter right. this epilogue which, yeah. which has another twist right kind of thing. like um but like i said before like this episode is pretty much what um the twilight episode uh, twilight zone is it's got the supernatural it's got the creepiness it even has like this like vague morality to right. play to it you know you know what i am absolutely shocked at and please correct me if i'm wrong okay simpsons never did this one no i, th- I think they did no they didn't you sure about that yeah they maybe never. they did a maybe it's like reference somewhere i feel like they they did. never did anything Is there like, like this? they're okay they're absolutely there must be some kind of like like master list of like all like <laughs> fifty thousand Simpsons references, right? Like yeah. some nerd has done that. Yeah, some. Well, it's probably like on each IMDb episode. We'll 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 look into it and get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll bring it up right after we talk about uh, you know if 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 Vin Diesel can get away plus, from the bad guys next pl- week. <laughs> <laughs> plus, uh, the thing about uh, um, uh, time enough at last, it's a little obvious what's coming. Yeah. Although, like, Howling Man is, like, it's kind of has the same problem in some ways. Well, it's just kind of binary. It's like, is he telling the truth or not? Yeah. Or, like, you know. But, like, but with, like, Time Enough at Last, it's, like, it's one of those things where, like, you keep calling attention to it. I know what's going to happen. Right. Like, if you keep pointing at Chekhov's gun, I know what's going to happen. I'll say this, and this is, this is what's breaking it in my mind. Everybody getting pissed at him for reading is kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it's not really done well. Like, it's like, okay, and they hate he reads. Okay, but why? They just, they hate it. <laughs> um, God. All right. I guess, are we, are we in agreement? Yeah, it's Howling Man. It's got to okay. be Howling Man. Wow. I, a like, little, little like, surprised it's come this far. Final four. Like, all right, here's, here's another tough one. Okay. It's a good life or a real Martian? Real Martian. Yeah. I it's a good life is great. Like you said, it was kind of like a, a brainchild. Like, what if we give a child a, yeah, a, you it, know, it, God powers? But that I, I have to give it to uh, the real Martian because of that. Where uh, the uh, good child, right? Good life. Good life. Good life. Good life. Uh, the good life. It doesn't feel like a story. It feels like a thought experiment. Yes, yes. It feels like yeah. a philosophical, it's a yeah, it's not like, like argument that you're having. Like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate that. I enjoy I it, but it's not really a story. Yeah. yeah. Is there even a resolution? Really? It's no. just like yeah, it kind of. It's like it's just a glimpse. And in fact, I, th- I think the way he introduces it too is like, it's like we're it's just gonna show you like a day or something like that. Yeah. Not, not that that help, helps. Um. But Whereas, like, The Martian is yeah. probably one of the best just straight stories. Yeah. 
the Twilight Zone. Uh, like I mean, and like even stories in general, because it keeps you on the edge of your seat. You're constantly guessing who's what, like what's going on. I mean, it's got that crazy guy doing his best, like prospector yeah, impression. And, yeah. It's so obvious that it's Just him early on too. Going for it, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's so like that's the funny thing about this show is you do like run into these people every once in a while. The guy's going for it. I don't know if it's actually good, <laughs> but he is going for it. Yeah. Um, like yeah. he he even has like that like big eye squinty eye thing yeah, going on yeah. the crazy eyes <laughs> yeah yeah we should just, why don't we just we should just only talk like him the rest <laughs> for all the podcasts um, you gonna check me for next leg <laughs> um, that's foreshadowing Sonny <laughs> so yeah no it it's will the ple- the real Martian please stand up hundred times over I think you t- you sold me on it and frankly too like. My favorite, I don't know if it's a subgenre or like a sub subgenre, but like, who's the rat? Yeah, those mm-hmm. are like the best movies, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and like, don't get me wrong, I appreciate the whole thing of like just going oh, yeah. for a thought experiment as like oh, an yeah. episode where, it just, and it made a great episode. Where it's like, yeah, we don't have to just tell that traditional like exactly. story here. We could just show you a thought experiment. Yeah. But like, Martian's done so well. Yeah. All right. Well, this this is gonna set up an incredible final four. Oh man. Monsters are doing Maple Street versus Living Doll. Talking to you. I don't think it's close. I gotta go with Maple Street. Like, I. Takitina's yeah. creepy and all, but like it's Maple Street. It, it Maple really Street is Maple has Street. that like gut punch of an ending yes. where it's like, yes. oh, we're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna destroy ourselves. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. uh, like, like as as like has terrifying. it been unproven? <laughs> yeah, right. As terrifying as like Takitina is. It's like, well, I'm not an abusive father, so what do I care? It's one of those things where it's like, so you look at both of them face value, and you're like, well, they're both supernatural. Face value. Yeah. But then when you look into it, it's like, yeah, one's about child abuse, but the protector is still supernatural. Mm -hmm. In Maple Street, you take those aliens out. Same thing. It's Same thing's going to happen. Yeah. So... It's Maple Street because it's the truest story. It's just creepy. It, it like you got we said earlier, you put this story at any time right. in history, same thing's going to happen. Yeah, I mean like, you know, at the time it was very specifically, you know, communism and right. the I don't know if that's actually technically the red scare, but you know, because that that was like in the 20s, right? Uh there or were two the red scares. There was one in the twenties, and there was the other one in the fifties or fifties. Yeah, but yeah, I just—it's tough because I just think the message too is just I, what this, breaks it. The the thing with Maple Street is it's totally an episode where if you just sit down and watch it the first time, just watch it, turn your brain off, and kind of watch it, you're gonna go, eh. Yeah, the, but if you it's sit an down, episode. If you think yeah, if about you actually, it, it, it gets like yeah. The more deeper, you think deeper. about this episode, the better it gets. The creepier it gets because you're like, that could literally happen on the street that I'm living in. See, I, I don't even think I. I, I think what makes it so well is that like, 
it's so easily understandable. Yeah. Maybe because I'm just like ready to fight with people or something. Right. But <laughs> I like, mean, go with the current situation we're in. I mean, something like this almost kind of happened with toilet paper. Oh, I'm just people wearing face masks or like do well, you that, have a virus? That's where it's come up to right yeah. now is the face yeah. mask. But look at the beginning of this whole pandemic with the toilet paper. People were hoarding, hoarding it. it. Yeah, and like. Well, that one's kind of like the bomb shelter one. Yeah. Except it's about wiping your butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, I mean, literally what it is. Yeah. Man, these these are so translatable, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you. It's, it's incredible for a show that's 70 years what's old. What's the most, okay, sidebar here. I don't know. 70, what's, the 60, most, what's the most COVID Twilight Zone episode? Is there one about a pandemic? I feel like there's one about a pandemic. <laughs> I have no Did idea. Did they ever do a virus one? I don't think Cause so. Because it's weird that they wouldn't have. Yeah. They're just so like, yeah, but what if it was at the bomb? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, man. I don't think they ever did one. I feel like it, it just feels so obvious like to yeah, do one yeah. about a, like a pandemic or something. Because like every time I'm like, oh, there was one. Oh, wait, no. That was Andromeda Strain. Yeah, like I keep thinking of Omega Man. Yeah. Like, where's this? Like, I am Omega. Yeah. I am, yeah. I am Omega. Um, oh my god! Oh no, wait. No, yeah, that's Charlton Aston. No, that's Vincent Price. Right? Vincent Price did Omega Man. Uh, the, I mean, no, no. I there I was like Omega fifteen. Man. I know one of them. I was am Legend like, is wait. been remade so many times. I know one of them is Vincent Price. I don't know if that one of them yeah. is also Heston. I, th- I, think, I think Heston is, is Heston the, the famous one from like uh, the the seven sixties or seventies. Right. Well, screw me for co- mentioning the famous one. Right. Um, I mean, I obviously, thought, I thought the most Price famous one the famous. is the one with Will Smith. I thought Price was the. F- I think he one. was in All one. Right. We I are. We are. Sorry, we're. Strange. This is a really big tangent. Yes. <laughs> Hour three. <laughs> okay. Um, I gave the matchup, right? Talking Tina, Mon- Monsters on Maple yeah, Street? Yeah, it was Monsters on Maple Street. Okay, it's so we... Because it's so transcendent. It's decided. I I always thought that was Elm Street, but... Uh, no, no that's, that's Freddy. Yeah, I know. I have spoken. All right, so... Same thing. One of two things is going to happen. Um, one, we're going to do Howling Man as the winner. Or two... Um, we're going to have like the same exact thing going up against the same exact thing. So it's Howling Man or Real Martian. Please stand up. I hate to say it. Will the Real Martian please stand up? This taking my vote. I love the Howling Man. It's a great, great episode. But Sam, you have to admit, this is an upset here. The Martian is just such an amazing episode. So I'm just gonna say this. This one is this one is probably to me the hardest. Yeah, one. Yes, I'm just gonna is. say this, and it hurts me to say this. I absolutely love the Howling Man, but with the real Martian, please stand up. Is so well written. Yes, it's just such a great story, and it's so well done. And the <laughs> twist at the end is so like it's so out of left field, and yeah. it's just like. Oh, that's such a great episode. Yeah. And even like, you know, the Howling Man, we talk about that amazing visual at the end of mm-hmm. the scene of him slowly progressing as the devil. Yeah. If there's a, if there's like a, like a number two, it's probably the guy taking off the hat to show and the, the guy. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah. No, you know. it, it, and like, and the thing too is 
uh, you watch any promotion for the Twilight Zone, they use that shot. It's always that shot. Which is so disappointing because it's such a great twist, but like... (laughs) Out of context, you're like, I don't know what. Yeah, you're not going to remember. Yeah. But you're not going to remember what that is until the very end. You're like, oh, I remember that. Fuck, it's that one. Yeah, it's the one I see every other time. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's it's such a great episode, and uh, it's unfortunate because the Howling Man is a great episode. I think the one thing that kind of hurts the Howling Man is, I believe the how isn't the Howling Man like a, a 50 minute one? It's an hour. hour. No, 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 no. Is it a half hour? It's a half hour. That one. one's pretty quick, yeah. I, yeah. See, I think that's what's hurting me is I feel like it takes a while to get where it needs to go. Like, well, yeah, it's, it's for sure. Times. Yeah, there's it's, the it's, filler before. Yeah. Like Sam said, it has that really cool opening. Yeah, that opening is great. And like that locks you in. Yeah. But then it is kind of like... Just James Carradine being like, yeah. you can't let the devil out. Yeah. It's a terrible James Carradine impression, but... All right. <laughs> I mean, and like, I'm not 100% sure which way I lean, but I feel like you're both on the same side but like, here. And, like, the Howling Man has a problem that a lot of these, and we mentioned it earlier, where it's like it's kind of has that, like, 1950s, 1960s hokiness to it. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like Martian, it still works. Yeah, you, even you with the crazed prospector guy. Right. It like it that still. Yeah. I feel like. Are you you're you're saying the Martian in the diner is is like less sixties than the devil? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. No, I, I I honestly no. I, I feel people like... on a bus for the means of transportation yeah. but, but, <laughs> like a rich guy you know what that should have been the tip that the rich guy was on the bus <laughs> <laughs> but like i i look at it and i i feel like maybe not in a diner but you take this idea yeah, and this you premise. can easily yeah this premise you can easily do it for a modern time it's a simple who kind of who done it kind of who's the rat kind of thing it's the same kind of like you can easily redo it and it has been redone yeah you don't even have to do it as a sci-fi setting or yeah, anything no it's just like you know like you said john who's the rat like it's it's such a simple premise but the the payoff in the end is what gets it right it's, it's just that rev- double reveal like i want the howling man to keep going but yeah, like but it's oh yeah if one were to take it down i'm I, i'm okay with this all right. Well, this is setting up a very interesting alien-based. Yes. Yep. Who knew? Practically aliens. the same twist, by the way. It's two aliens talking like "fuck those humans." <laughs> <laughs> so who takes it, guys? Real Martian and uh, John. We Monsters didn't hear much about Street. your thoughts on the Martian, so I, I'm I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on this one. This this uh, matchup. You know, at their base, I think they're incredibly similar episodes that right. appeal to the same sort of aspects of, like, people turning on each other, just grasping at straws. I mean, the, frankly, the setup is almost exactly the same of, mm-hmm. like, people in this, like, you know, there's seven of us, but there could only be six. Yeah. You know, like, it's the unexplainable and just, you know, just screw with people a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just the inner animal instincts come alive, and it's horrifying. Yeah. <sighs> Frankly, I couldn't even choose between the two. <laughs> it's tough. They it's are tough incredibly similar. Um, 
I think to me, so, okay, so it's who just, who, which one works better? And I think there's a certain aspect of, like, maybe the real Martian is, like, a better, more entertaining version, but I think the monsters are doing on Maple Street is, like, the macro's better. Okay. Does that make sense? Because yeah. it's everyday yeah. people, right. your neighbors. Yeah. Like the other one, it's it's you know unrelated people on a bus. Right. Like we've kind of seen that. I, every, like, everybody's been in that kind of situation, but everyone has neighbors. Right. I, I, everybody has neighbors, and this is a time when like your neighbors actually matter. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm going to say it's maple for me. Okay. Kind of because of that, where it's like. I don't it has know nothing to do with the Rosdauer shirt you're wearing with no. the big maple leaf on it. No, not at all. all right. um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Maple Street because <sighs> Martian, I feel like, yeah, there's kind of that theme to it that you're talking also, about, John. Maybe the COVID one is like everybody setting off fireworks <laughs> and that's the, like the new Maple Street. <laughs> By the way, it's almost one in the morning and there are fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. Off Jesus right. Christ. Anyways. Come on, get your shit together, people. <laughs> do All like right. we do and make a podcast at one in the morning. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm going to say Maple Street because, yeah, I can see where you're going, John, where it's like it, they kind of have similar themes, but I feel like that message of people turning on each other really isn't there on Martian. I feel it's more of this, like, your standard like who done it kind of thing yeah. where it's like there's not really a deeper message to it mm. it's kind of just like a freaky cool. kind of like cool story yeah. of yeah. like there's seven of us but there should be only six yeah. and uh whereas like maple street has that just gut punch of an ending of just like we are fucked well not to make things harder for john but I'm going with, uh, will the real Martian please stand up? Um, for all the reasons we've said in the past, um, I do like the fact that, for me personally, it is the more entertaining one. That's yeah, definitely true. It, it is just as pure yeah. entertainment. And it just works better. I just remember growing up, and I mean, Sam and I lived since like birth with this show our parents love this show they're obsessed with this show um so but i do remember when i reached the age where i could like truly comprehend what's going on on the television and watching this episode and just being like wow that was great um and it's one of the first ones that i i truly remember watching minus talkie tina tiny little tangent that moment where like the show clicked for me was Howling Man. Yeah, like, I remember I, I as like a kid watching Howling Man, and when it, like that clicked of like what the deeper message is in the yeah. show is. Was that clicked watching Howling Man? Which is why I just love that. It's well, yeah. just that that's where my love began. Yeah, I think, and truthfully for me, I think it's like I vividly well. I remember being over at your house and watching The Real Martian and being like, oh, this rocks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the episode where I was, I, I just like, was like, this is a great show. Yeah. Like, I love this show. This is phenomenal. They're all this good? No, there's ones where like, there's like a bunch of toys in a bucket. <laughs> there's some that are about war and 
just remembering these that little, these there. little things just shocked this lady and <laughs> <laughs> there's there's uh there's some that are just like rod sterling being like i miss my childhood yeah or like rod sterling being like i have like ptsd from yeah. the war hey guys remember trains <laughs> like remember there's that that what it? it's it's um oh there's a holocaust one right I, I think oh yeah, yeah yeah it's like the like former Nazi guard comes yeah. back to the Holocaust yeah. and he keeps getting tormented. The, well, there's also the one with the soldier where he keeps seeing the Japanese guy he killed. Yeah, and then like there's back there's another one where it's like the Americans trap these Japanese in a cave. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the officer it gets flipped and it's at the beginning of the war. Yeah, and uh, it's they have a bunch of Americans trapped in a cave. Yeah. And they have the same line of, if this is the first day of the war or the last day of the war, they're still the enemy and we have to go kill them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> great show. We still need to crown a winner. I know I know that started off as us explaining ones that don't work, and then we were like, right. but like this one. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, easily, this show at its lowest is still probably better than most shows at their best. True, but some are like kind of. I know. I yeah, know. some are very dated, and but like, for the most part, this show. I mean, they made 150. Like, I don't. I don't right. think. I. I will say this. Take you know, top 50 against whatever. I think, and it'd be compelling. I think. Um, growing up, I think my dad always said it the best, and it's whenever the episode started, and it would say written by Ron Sterling, or he was smoking. Either one. Yeah. But, like, if it says written by Rod Sterling, you, he would always go, okay, it's a good one. Like, that's how you knew it was going to be a good one, is if he wrote it. Um, well, I'm going to have to go with, uh, I'm going to just have to go with Monsters Do on Maple Street. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, I, I don't, I think it's so, you know, I said it before, just transcendent. Like it's it's like watching network, you know. Yeah. It works just as well today as it did back then. I'm, and the other one's great too. Yeah, like no, no I, and that's the thing. Like I would I'm show, not mad that and it's a great double one feature. One. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you could watch both of, I mean, any of these that we've mentioned tonight, if you have a chance to watch, I mean, these are our favorite. Like what we picked nineteen, it ended up with nineteen, right? Sure. Or eighteen. Um, these are our favorite. I mean, there's others out there that we've mentioned on here that are great as well but just barely missed the cut um but yeah no like this this show is great and i'm so happy that sci-fi does the biannual um showing of this show because i I, honestly like with uh season two of the cbs show coming out now i mean it's it's so hard because you're living up to the twilight zone by name to i mean this is the third attempt at this right and every time it's kind of failed yeah um, even they even did a movie where they redid you, where they killed somebody yeah <laughs> they killed killed a couple people, people. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was the the main character and i believe that the two kids that he was running with no i see somebody was trying to like get like john landis canceled now because it's like hey so like <laughs> oh god um, which we don't need to go into. No, this is let's not already, go there. already got dark enough. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no. it is weird though. There was a Twilight Zone movie, but anyway. Yeah, but I mean, like they they keep trying to bring this back, and I mean, I I think the one from the early two thousands, late nineties, their biggest problem was they were like, let's take these episodes and just but modernize it. 
And I think that was the failure of that. I think show. they took the one with like the soldier can see yes. who dies, yeah. but they had to put it in like school some inner, inner city yeah. school where it's like yeah. they keep getting killed by gangs or something. Yeah. It was like a school it's shooting like, or something. Like I just that. remember that show because it was Forrest Whitaker who That's was right. doing yep. Rod Sterling's part. Yeah. Which like kind of solid entry there. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, yeah, I can see Forrest Whitaker leading this. Yeah. Um, it, it just it shows that. Like I said, it, this show is 60 years old, and it still holds up to this day. Some episodes really hold up to this day. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I mean, it's still an entertaining show, and there really isn't much like it on television. No, nothing that... Challenge- Jesus. <laughs> Fireworks really going off. You can't hear it. Um, what was I gonna say? At, at one o'clock in the morning. No, it, it's it, it it challenges you and really, I know the whole makes you think is like such a cliche, but it really it it does such a phenomenal job. Oh yeah. Well, I guess that wraps her up. Yeah. Unless we want to do another one of the outer limits. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, night, gallery. night gallery. Yeah. Night gallery. <laughs> Rod, Rod Sterling's other show. <laughs> Rod Sterling's other show that was just Twilight Zone. It was the Twilight Zone, but, but more, but with paintings. Paintings, which The Simpsons did. The it. Simpsons. Did. <laughs> <laughs> they're dogs and they're, they're playing, playing poker. Oh man, there's nothing scarier than going to school on the school bus. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh yeah, so uh, like I don't know what I'm gonna do after this. Watch Twilight Zone or I just know, watch, watch the the, the Treehouse of Horror. I know. It's, <laughs> so uh, it's kind of the same. Thing. You get the same effect, but like I, I I do enjoy this Treehouses of Horror when they do the Twilight Zone because you're like, oh, I remember this episode. But like the the it's during the best years of The Simpsons, which oh, makes yeah. it, it is the best. it is funny in some ways. We're just talking about the revival attempts. And it's like the Simpsons have almost done a better job. Oh yeah, yeah. Like straight, like even before the comedy. Yeah. Of like just remaking. Them, oh yeah. You know? I yeah, mean, I like, is there anything better than the Raven? I know it's not a Twilight Zone thing. But oh like, look. Oh yeah. Like that's genuinely creepy with James Earl Jones yeah. doing the voice yep. and just. Yeah. Never, was, never, never clicked for me. Never clicked for you. Clicked. Oh, really? Oh, that's oh. probably my favorite one. Not episode, but like bit. Yeah. Just, yeah. Nevermore. I, I, I mean, I have a, a soft spot for Poe. Why anyway, don't... So. No one's ever been like, the Baltimore Ravens have the Nevermore defense. I know. Yeah. But but their <laughs> mascots are Edgar, Allen, and Poe. They have three Ravens. Do they all look the same? I think so. Is it because they're black that you look the same? <laughs> On that bombshell. All right. Um, yeah, uh, we really enjoy doing these kind of episodes. Uh, it's, it's definitely. <laughs> I hope you enjoy us. our two-hour-long episode. Hey, hopefully, that's not a joke. We're no, over I two know, hours. Okay. Well, these these are usually really long. Um, so oh, I hope everybody man. enjoyed uh, this, and uh, I definitely enjoy doing these, and I can't wait for next year to do another one. So uh, have a great night, everyone. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs>